And... Please don't knock those together. No. Oh, oh, holy God. shit! Jesus. Bobby, stop! Bobby, stop! Do not move! No, no, no. Do not move! What is wrong with Laura, you? Are you dumb? <laughs> oh my god! I've seen that before. I forgot about that thing. Yeah, uh, guys, welcome to another getting some color. We are covering WCW Starcade and WWF Monday Night Raw, airing on the same day, December twenty seventh, nineteen ninety three. I am Joe Dubs, and I'm Quang. I mean Zach. Quang. <laughs> oh man, I can't. I actually can't wait to talk about Raw, but. Uh, fucking starcade man uh, if you wanted to catch up we kind of stopped watching wcw saturday night because it was so bad uh yeah. so we 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 stick to the pay-per-views and usually when you hear wcw starcade usually it's like fine sometimes i mean because <laughs> sometimes it's amazing sometimes it's not it <laughs> it depends on the year yes so I, I guess we could dive straight into it. Um, we, you know, Tony Schiavone, Jesse Ventura, they're all. Let me ask you this, because I'm not too sure. Usually I know WWF when it comes to their main big show, it's WrestleMania. WCW is a Starcade, right? That's their WrestleMania. Yeah, that's uh, Starcade has always been uh Jim Crockett promotions before it and turned into WCW. Like that was their big event. Um, Vince <clears throat> tried to block actually, well, he successfully blocked Starcade from uh, pay-per-view buys and shit uh, before because it was competition, mm. but uh, that's like a whole other story. Yeah. And obviously you have impact. You have uh oh shit beyond uh, something glory. Uh, I, I forget what Impact's fucking mania Bound, is. Bound for Glory. That was Bound, that was their big one. Yeah, Bound for Glory is their big one. But anyway, Tony Schiavone and Jesse Ventura is in their tuxedos and nice little suit suits because it's their big show. And uh, <laughs> dude, I love Vader. Vader and Harley Race just showing up to the the arena early in their like Buick, <laughs> and dude. As as much as like Vader's huge, I did not see him until he opened the door. Like he fucking, I don't know if he was like laying down taking a nap while Harley Race was driving. But they pulled up, and I'm like, holy shit, he's in the passenger seat. Then he had to like climb out. He had to like grab the top of the car, and be like, ugh, ugh, and pull himself out of that fucking car. Yeah, he's always ready for battle. By the way, he has his mask on. He has his uh, combat gloves. And whatever jacket that was, because I want that he, jacket. He had a Ribera Steakhouse jacket from Japan. It's fucking sweet. Yeah. So, well. so that's like a um, the Ribera Steakhouse jacket in Japan. That was always like a, a thing. It was like a, a rite of passage uh, back mm. in those days when you when you were a gaijin wrestler and you would go to Japan and work. Mm -hmm. You would go to the Ribera Steakhouse and they would give you a jacket, uh, especially if they liked you and they thought you were good. <laughs> so I bet, I bet yeah. you they loved Vader because of his size and shit. Oh, Vader was Vader was huge in Japan. Like, yeah, I bet, especially. I mean, obviously we're going off on a little tangent, but like Hulk Hogan, like when he went to Japan, he was fucking cheered and shit. They always loved the big Gaijin dudes, if you notice. 
they did. Like, see, in Japan, I'm not sure about this. Like, I feel like like Hulk Hogan's an international superstar anyway. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like Vader is a more legendary figure in Japan than Hulk Hogan is. Oh yeah, because he he has that strong style, right? Like every time you see Vader in either WCW or WWF, uh, you know, uh, squared circle, he's always like pounding people, and he loves getting pounded back in in uh, no homo way. <laughs> like, yeah, well. When he had, when he had his stint in the WWF, he was uh, he wasn't quite what he was at that point, just because of injuries and shit. You mm-hmm. know, that stuff kind of like compounding like his style and everything and his size. But it, it didn't help matters the way they used him either. <laughs> so. Yeah, especially when Shawn Michaels fucking what what a douche. But that that was during his douche age anyway. The douche age of Michaels. Yeah. yeah. So I, it was really funny. Uh, Vader was like. Uh, shadow boxing and stuff, and Jesse Ventura had to point that out. I, I thought that was hilarious. He's like, look, Tony, he's he's shadow boxing. <laughs> yep. it's like running the ropes and shadow boxing and shit. And like, Ric Flair's just at home. He's he was chilling at home all day, dude. I I I'll give them credit. Like it may like in 93 i bet you everybody thought this was the last match because obviously vader's been champion for a really long time you rarely see vader lose so like you're like is this rick flair's final match and i i wish i was old enough to remember this uh, and watch this and have the feeling of like you know what happened when we talk about it later on yeah. but the the whole segment Looking at it now, knowing Ric Flair's career, I'm like, oh my god, this is so bad acting. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Mean Gene saved the whole segment, in my opinion, because he well, would he would conversate with Ric Flair. Well, so you didn't think Flair did a good job here? I thought he did fine. It just, I felt the segment was way too long. For its liking, but I understand why they did it because obviously this is his last match and they had to like stretch out the drama to it. But well, it, I, it could be his last match. Yeah, and <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I like this or not. But Mean well, Gene, Mean Gene, like at his family, I noticed uh, his son there. By the way, David. Uh, yep, and then you saw little Charlotte and Reed as well. Yep. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. So. My favorite yep. thing was Reed, though, when they, when, you know, when they were talking and stuff, and like the whole thing is like Flair is is very serious right now. He's not all jovial and woo and all that shit. He's mm-hmm. he's very he's very pensive, and it's 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 different. And I, I like that about it. That this whole build up thing was like he mm-hmm. was just he was not acting like typical Ric Flair. Um. Hey, you know, pro tip, uh, wrestlers, uh, if the situation is serious, don't always act the same. Don't be like, don't be, don't be like Bianca Belair would come out skipping and fucking swinging your hair around, even though somebody tried to murder you backstage, you know, mm-hmm. like act different. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, it, I, I agree with you. I like that. He was not the woo, but like I, he still kind of showed a little cockiness in a way. There's um, still a little bit of it there, but it's very subdued now. Yeah, because uh, Mean Mean Gene was like, well, aren't you afraid? 
And he's like, I'm afraid, but for other reasons. Like, it, probably because he doesn't want to be, you know, look like a fool because of that. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I, I like that. It's just the whole, <laughs> the whole limo ride. Like, I don't know. It just it was way too long for me. Yeah, that came a little later. That might that could have been maybe shortened to fuzz. Uh, yeah. I didn't mind the stuff at his house though. My favorite part of that though was like he's saying goodbye to everybody, you know, and all that. And then like they're walking out of the doorway, and then you hear in the background, like you can't see in the house, you hear "Shut the door, it's freezing." That was Reed. <laughs> Reed was back there complaining about how cold it was. He broke, <laughs> he broke character, but I'm like, ah, it's okay. He's like, what, four or five there? <laughs> Dude, the older son didn't break a fucking smile at no, all. He, he, even he's the, serious. He, even when he won, he was just like, fuck, I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, I think I, that was probably more nerves than anything. He was like, holy shit, I'm on camera. Like, <laughs> yes. but, oh, geez. Um, oh, yeah, real quick. Uh, just want to we kind of just went right into it. Uh, Chaz is not here with us right now. Well, He's well, indisposed. Hold on. He just messaged. He said, I'm good. Should be on in five. So he probably think we didn't start the episode yet. So he's going to be coming in soon. So uh, he'll be coming in. We'll, we'll get his thoughts on some of this other shit here yep. shortly. We'll, we'll double back and let him say what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Also, uh, when they started the show, there was like a little video package. that showed like Ric Flair from childhood growing up and like the early days of his career and everything, winning his first world title, the plane crash, like the, you know, the, the fucking news clippings from that and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, that also helped sell us like, Whoa, man, it's like, we, we've grown up with Ric Flair. Ric Flair has grown up with, with us. The whole, holy shit. Could it be over? Like, <laughs> I, it, I always forget because, uh, I watch, you know, remember when WWE did their, um, their like coverage on Ric Flair and they like animated his history and shit. Yeah, kind of. I don't, are you talking about the recent documentary they did? Well, the one where they talk about like he was in a plane crash, like when they showed a little news clip into the plane crash, I'm like, yeah, he fucking survived a plane crash. And he was like depressed. And then he, he literally came from that depression and look where he is now. The greatest of all time. Yeah. Well, they told me, brother, you're not going to wrestle again. He's like, Fuck you, I'm not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which he's still doing to this day. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, you ready for this first match? Yeah, I am. Uh, it's Two Cold Scorpio and 1992 WCW Magazine Rookie of the Year, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, with the godfather, Teddy Long, against Paul Roma and Paul Ordorf. Paul and Squared. And Paul Squared. <laughs> but like the baby faces come out and then like before the heels can come out they go like uh who the fuck was the guy that like the wcw official i, I didn't write his name down the guy with the ponytail oh i don't know i just know that he had like an award and shit um which <laughs> you know the title I wrote it down because like, Teddy Long won an award, and it was the WC the nineteen ninety three WCW Magazine Hotline Manager of the Year, and I was like, "Whoa, we got another title!" So Marcus has competition now. And then I sat there and thought about it for a minute, and I'm like, "Hang on, shouldn't Harley Race be Manager of the Year?" I mean, I know it was, it was voted by fans and shit, so they're not going to vote for him because they think he's an asshole. 
Mm-hmm. But, but is he not legitimately manager of the year? It, correct me if I'm wrong. Did 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 they win the titles and drop them quickly? Too cold. They won. They won them. Like what the fuck? There was he it? is. There he is, brother. What's up? Liar and a stooge. See him, Chaz. <laughs> uh, That's me. You know me, lying and stooging. So we didn't we didn't get too far. Um, no, so we we were just starting to talk about those two cold and uh, Paul Roman Paul Paul squared match. Oh but, my goodness! But we want your opinion on the Vader video of him coming in with his little steakhouse jacket and shadow Sweet boxing jacket. Yeah, and oh, yeah, the beef showcase. That's what yeah. I, I call. I kept calling it the beef showcase. <laughs> Where's the beef? It's right there, brother. All in that jacket. <laughs> he looked jacked. It was, it was I thought it was pretty neat it's a different little take but I, I get what they were going for especially like compared to the whole like they treat rick flair like he's about to be euthanized or something <laughs> like with his whole family he's like, any last words all right <laughs> like, yeah daddy's gonna go away for a while like jeez i want to prison for a blue collar crime he's fighting in a wrestling championship what the fuck is That's, this it's the same thing when you fight vader you might as well go to fucking prison yeah, I guess. <laughs> I I forgot to mention this before, Zach, but always when Ric Flair gets like very too serious and stuff, like he talks really low, and I have to like fucking put the volume higher, <laughs> like talk louder, Rick. I know he's, using, not... he's using his inside voice now. Yeah, so he's, he's very introspective. Yeah, it's his yeah. voice of doubt. It's just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, so, just like the guys. I don't. I think. I think this may be the last time I get to wrestle. I'm serious, but. Woo, baby! And it, yeah, Woo! that's that, that's Ric Flair when he's talking. Kamikazes for the whole bar. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh man! <sighs> but we were talking about the first match of uh, Paul Squared, which, by the way, I found out their tag team because apparently they're a tag team now. Uh, pretty wonderful is their name. Paul Roma is pretty Paul now. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but we're going to get into it. Um, so I, I just feel bad for Orndorff now because now he's saddled with this fucking doofus. It's just like, <laughs> shit, man. It's like somebody really talented always gets stuck with this fucking guy somehow. And now it's twice the Paulas. Now it's Paula. Yeah, so he gets Paula too, though. So <laughs> some of the Paula heat gets on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will, and then the assassins out there. I forgot about that. I, I didn't write that down. Yeah, the assassins managing them. I guess. Yeah. Uh, fucking stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, he just comes out there with his fucking mask that's two sizes too small, and all of his fucking fats shooting out of his, his mask, his face and neck. Uh, by the way, did you guys cover 1993 uh, yes. Hotline <laughs> Magazine Manager of the Year Teddy Long, aka the Godfather? Okay, just making sure. Yeah, we did that. That's his title now. From now on, when Teddy Long appears on, on WCW television, we're going to address him properly. Uh, Marcus is going to lose his title because now it'll be two years old. So that's just how it is. Sorry. You're yeah. just going to have to try to win something for, for this year. <laughs> they're, they're not winning matches. Spoilers. <laughs> but, but, Shit. But, yeah, um, I will give Paul Roma this. He is just slightly – a touch more engaging as a heel. Yeah, he yells more. He he overdoes it, but yeah, he's he's trying he's trying more, as you can tell. 
Brett, that was three. That was three. <laughs> I got I, I got a whole thing about it. Like, I'm not even going to go beat by beat in the match because it's like, I don't think. It, match time sucked. It, it sucked because of what fucking happened. I mean, yeah. it did, you know, like Paul Orndorff's in there. He's always solid, but Paul Roma gets in there and he, he sucks. <laughs> and they're talking about the, uh, is, is it is it this or uh, what do you call it? Uh, raw where they're like the winners gets to go in the hotline <laughs> uh, it was this it, yeah. it was this oh yeah there was a spot where I don't know what happened but like I think Scorpio did like a head a flying head scissors in the Orndorf and I think he thought he was he was gonna pin him but Nick Patrick had to no sell it because he couldn't see his shoulder so he just ignored it because that's what a real referee is supposed to do mm. <laughs> and Scorpio just was sitting there for like Six seconds, like, oh, oh, and then he just puts on like kind of a lame ass armbar because he just he just kind of looked dumb there for a minute. Yeah, the commentator, like, what was great is like Jesse Ventura is like he has him in a head scissor, like his shoulders not on the ground. Yeah, the referee I, I, can't see the shoulders, Shivani. I think he yelled it so loud enough that like Scorpio was like, oh, he might have hurt him. <laughs> But uh, I, I wanted to highlight that because it's just an example of good refereeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is when Paul comes in. Paul Roma gets in. And I think he gets put in some arm bars and arm locks and shit. And this, I swear to God, he looks at the referee. And he's like, he's hurting my arm. He's hurting my arm. I'm like, no fucking shit. He's hurting your arm. You're in a wrestling match. Like, why are you? Dumbass. Even Jesse Ventura, who's the heel announcer, is like, well, they can't stop the match if you're hurting your arm. <laughs> Goober. That's, that's what's supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're get you're in a fight with rules. You're going to get hurt. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I, I, I just wrote a, something about there's a couple of weird botches in this match, too. Some shit just doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. No um, chemistry, by the way, between these two teams. It, it really feels like they didn't get a chance to get. Like, I, I almost wonder if they were told like ten minutes before the pay per view. Oh yeah, you guys are wrestling each other. You're gonna open. Good luck. Because it really feels like they did not have a chance to like go over anything. Mm-hmm. It might might have been, yeah. Uh, so the finish is like, I think Two Cold's gonna beat. Orndorf, he's getting ready to do like a. He was going to do the 450 and something happened, and then he got reset back up on the ropes for a second. And then the assassin's like, oh shit. He like, it looks like he puts like a crushed styrofoam cup in his mask. Because <laughs> that's the shape is like this disc that looks like the bottom of a styrofoam cup. <laughs> and he had, he headbutts him. Because he, he, it's like he kind of grabs him when he's he's up there, and he goes, he can't really whip his head because he's he he has no neck, it's gone. So he just goes, Ugh. <laughs> it's like he just kind of moves his whole body into him. I'm actually glad they did a, a cut where they showed two different angles of it because the first cut it looks like he kissed him, <laughs> and he didn't like hit him hard at all. And the second one, it, it's at least like it looks like he hit him. Also, the assassin, it looks like he's Golga's dad. Like, that mask is just messing with me. And if you don't know who Golga is, that was the, the masked guy with the, like, the late 90s, the oddities, the guy that carried Cartman around. Yeah. He always had a Cartman. He had, like, a Cartman shirt, and he had a Cartman, 
or was he just a Cartman? Yeah, he, I, I thought he carried a Cartman around. I thought he had like a little Eric Cartman he would carry, but maybe it was just a shirt. Yeah, that's what I'm remembering. But he, he had that weird him. he had that weird mask. Uh, he did. He just, we'll, he, we'll get he there. Just, he just reminds me of the principal from Pe- Billy Madison. So <laughs> That guy used to be like a serious heel. It is, a, it is a yes to both of those. He wear a Cartman shirt, but he also carried a Cartman around. We were both right. Yeah, it was both. John <laughs> Tenna, uh, Earthquake. Well, that's crazy. What? Oh, that was him? Oh, my God. Man, they, they, they were like, he needs attitude. <laughs> they turned Earthquake into Golga. They gave him a gift was, mask and a Cartman Russo shirt. And Bruce, Bruce Pritchard were like, he just needs some personality. <laughs> Fuck. So... That was the finish, though. He, he headbutts Scorpio, and he kind of flops over and just blankly stares at the fucking ceiling like, man, this sucks, and he gets pissed. Did you call Scorpio get fatter? No. Or was it just the bandana? It was the do-rag. I thought he was going <laughs> to wrestle in the do-rag the whole match. I was going to give him, like, ultimate respect if he did. <laughs> respect. Respect. He, he, he gets, that, gets, that, gets that Vince McMahon respect. <laughs> but it was over, and I'm like, this is the second time these guys got fucked by, like, a really lame-ass finish, and they can't catch a break. And I don't get it because they're clearly popular. Like, say what you want about Bagwell. He, I think he's okay right now. Like, he, he can he, – he has his role in the team. Scorpio is clearly, like, the, the workhorse in the team. Mm-hmm. But I don't get it. Why don't they want to put these guys over? It's weird. I don't know. Maybe that's why uh, Buff Bagwell comes to stuff and like gets fucking dr- uh, drugged up in alcohol. Well, first, before that, he he creates a team called American Males with the greatest theme song ever. American <laughs> Males, American Males, American Males, American Males. I'm not joking. That's literally what it is. <laughs> just, it's just uh, that's so bad. <laughs> God damn it. It's kind of like but, right uh, to censor, just American males. American <laughs> males. No, he, he was devolving into Paul Roma, so they gave him, they said, just take a lot of drugs and, and be and do that. And they gave him a top hat, and he was like, yeah, I can do this. Make sure you do steroids and have your muscles look like cartoonish muscles. And there, here's the top hat. <laughs> he didn't get the personality, though, like Scott Steiner did. No. <laughs> Big bad booty. What, you, what else did you guys think about this match? You got anything to say? Uh, no. Uh, I, I, it, it, uh, there was no chemistry. Uh, the ending, uh, I don't know why they had to show the angle where he was struggling putting in that styrofoam in his fucking mask. It looked like he was, uh, you know, trying to nom on a hamburger that was not there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like trying to hug two cold Scorpio, and then that's when he does his little turtle fucking headbutt. Mm. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me let me do like a turtle having sex sound. That that's how he headbutted. Yeah, well, and we're we're also in that same whole thing of they're doing the classic WCW thing. You can't finish a goddamn match cleanly in in a way where it's just not like, and not even in a way where okay, it makes sense that you did some bad stuff. It's just like a weird backward fucky finish oh boy it's, don't we get a lot of those tonight <laughs> we, yeah, that's what i'm saying like this is just the opener and uh we're gonna we're gonna see we're not gonna stop talking about weird ass finishes 
they're just full of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't, yeah, people were mad about how finishes happen have have happened over the last like five plus years in in WWE or AEW. They should go back and watch shit like this and be like, you know yeah. what? It was not so bad. They've been doing this the whole time. People are spoiled Uh-oh. nowadays. Mm-hmm. Back in my day, I had to watch the the referee be retarded uphill both ways in the snow. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We guys score this one. Well, four point two out of ten. Damn, damn, he's, he's being honest. Uh, you know, I I had this started. I, I'm doing this meter thing where I'm watching where my uh, my meter goes mm-hmm. through a match. So I started at a seven because I was very entertained in the dance and the weird Teddy Long tribute nonsense, and then it just plummeted to like a three when Paul Orndorff was featured, and it kept hovering up and down. I, I ended up like. Being kind of, I thought I was being generous, but I gave it a four point five. It was, it was a rough match, and it just fucky. Like I, the problem is that they they didn't give too cold nearly enough. I'm gonna say something controversial. Paul Orndorff, it is not his fault. Paul Orndorff is struggling in some cases. He can still do some selling and stuff, but where he's hurt, he's having a really hard time moving. It's not his fault. Like I, I get it. Uh, he's still a ring general. Like, but the problem is he can't carry someone like Paul Roma. So it makes Paul Roma look that much worse. The chemistry was way off in the match, as you'd already said. It, Bagwell is is okay, but again, you, the only person that could carry this match, uh, really, it'd be fine if like Scorpio and Orndorff wrestled a singles match. Yeah. But there's just too much fuckery going on. And I, I don't even want to keep talking about the, the fucking vacuum cleaner. I'm, I'm just done with it. He's vanilla <laughs> pudding in real life. There's nothing wrong with vanilla pudding. It is if you leave it out to spoil for like six months and then try to feed okay. it to me. Then then there's something wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been feeding this shit to me for six months. He's the same vanilla pudding when he was... <laughs> the, that's the problem. Thank you for what it is. It's like plain yogurt and like when it stays in the refrigerated too long it gets all lumpy and, and liquidy mm, that's paul roma for me no man that's like plain yogurt and you left it out of the fridge and it's like warm turns it's into fuck. cottage cheese mm-hmm. <laughs> so you thought it was yogurt it's not even yogurt it's just milk that's just yeah. milk over time Blech. yeah uh you suck you, you suck 4.6 4. <laughs> 4. out of 10 <laughs> Actually, you know, a four point five out of ten. There, <laughs> <laughs> just keep on talking about like outdated milk. <laughs> it's like outdated milk in the desert. I have fucking four. Milk in the desert. <laughs> I got on my my bike. I rode out into the desert with a gallon of milk. Speaking of <laughs> giant bags of moldy cottage cheese and fifteen pounds of shit in a seven point five pound bag, you got. Glucose and cholesterol versus the Shockmaster. Look, and I've I've given them new names because I, I I feel like the names aren't fair to to the terms glucose and and cholesterol. So I started calling them. They are the front butts. We yeah. got Fupa and we got Panis. We, we <laughs> workshop this uh, over over chat, like Cody yeah. used to workshop his promos. If you are if you are familiar with what these terms are, they're just both. Saying the same thing, one's just a little nicer, but uh, it's it's basically the front butt. It's it's what it is. It's that 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 area, and you know, the larger you are with that extra bit of flapper tissue, that's that's what it is. So we got we the, and the reason I, I came up with this is because 
glucose and cholesterol are at least like distinguishable terms of, of being like unhealthy or whatever you're looking at. And uh, during this, they couldn't tell apart between Awesome and King. They they actually couldn't tell them apart. Uh, the announcers were yeah. there, like. They they could they were like we don't know which one's wrestling and they were like I think that's him and then they just said the wrong one repeatedly they, they, <laughs> and then they finally said oh it's this one I, I think they it, said they thought Awesome Kong was going to wrestle and then it mm-hmm. was King Kong because they saw he's got King on his tights I'm like fuck because this is back they brought those fuckers in when they were doing that shit with the Cole twins and then they were like look we have heel twins and it's like we have the Blackhearts they're not really twins but they're guys that are dressed the exact same. And they shriek, and I miss those guys. And <laughs> and then yeah. you, then they brought in these two fuckers, fucking front butts. You ever go yeah. to a public public pool and you see like these you know fat people trying to uh, balance themselves on a fucking uh, pool noodle? Uh, this was a match uh, of them trying to do that. They were. <laughs> <laughs> they, I don't know what the hell was going on in this match. And I don't know what was going on in this match. Th- did you did you like the part where the camera guy had to cut away when they went to the fan because they did a a shock shock? I fucking was. I must have been typing when that happened. I didn't catch that. That's fine. Yeah, the dude went straight. Uh, yeah, and they were like, oh. was, it, "Was the dude the front row with the fucking amazing mullet?" Oh like my he, god! Like he That's had a wind, he had a windbreaker. He had like a red mullet. Like he had red hair, and it was like cut totally short. But the back was like party. Oh no! And if I I may be misremembering this, but he didn't he have like the the front was cleaned up really nice, but he still had like some really nice like hooped bay like situation there. He had like the bang situation. A little bit, just barely. Yeah, just they weren't like like long. They were just like really like tight. And, yeah, a guy. Yeah, Screamed that, early nineties. That same guy later when Missy Hyatt came out with the whip and the fucking the, the non address, mm-hmm. uh, he was waving around a dollar bill at her. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what, yeah. I was like, that guy's a sweet ass mullet. That dude is a fucking Chad. He rocked the mullet. He's fucking doing the shock thing at the fucking camera. He's he's trying to get Missy Hyatt to strip. That dude is the best. <laughs> yeah, that guy dude knows what's up. Holy shit. I thought the ring was going to break. So, this is just this fucking... I was like, this is a clutch fuck already because you can't tell these fucking goobers apart. These blobs. And then, like, and I didn't, we didn't really talk about it before because, I don't know, we are too busy making fun of how immobile they are all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it just goes to show you there's there's different kinds of, of fat guy wrestlers. It's You got Vader. You got, you got Yokozuna. You got... Bastion Booger, who's still more mobile than these fucking guys. Yeah, you got these guys <laughs> and skinnier than them. If they, if if Bastion Booger jumped ship and joined them and made like a stable, and they continue to be called the Front Butts, Front Butts, he he he'd just be King Taint. King Taint, that's a pretty sick name, actually. King Taint. Then he just dressed the same. He wouldn't even change his costume. He would just be Bastion Booger wearing a dirty crown. Oh, yes, <laughs> King Taint. <sighs> fucking crown made of bacon. Fucking Fupa bacon Kong. Oh yeah, for for I meant to actually help people out. If you if you know what Fupa is, yeah, it's it, it actual what it stands for. Fat or front upper p- 
Cliffs area. area. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just Urban it's Dictionary. Kind of, it's yeah, it's Urban Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to tell you anyway. It's fat bitches that have hills above their fucking pussy. Hills above the, muffin, the yeah. muffin top. Yeah, the, 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 it, the looks, it, look, it looks more like a front butt when they sport it because of their anatomy. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they uh they double team Shockmaster before the bell rang, and it was just like fucking allowed for some reason. <laughs> and then, and then uh, I think uh, cholesterol tried to do a fat splash, and then he like <laughs> he just kind of like laid on Shockmaster for like six seconds and didn't move, and then Nick Patrick went to start to count, and that's when he got up. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" fuck what yeah. so, since we're going all in the looks, I I just want to say I I it, I almost regret the the glory of the Shockmaster's debut because I love the hard hat thing they've moved on to now. I, I look I I love the whole look of I'm just like this badass construction worker with my my cool dad mustache and my sweet ass fucking mullet. Because he's got a he's got a good ass mullet. He has, a, he has an amazing mullet. Like for yeah, real. No, he he looks like the evolution of Nick Patrick. Like he looks like Nick <laughs> <his> dad. <laughs> he's, he's like, are you winning, son? And he's like, I got it, Dad. One, two, three. Nick mm-hmm. Patrick is Pichu, <laughs> while Shockmaster is Raichu. <laughs> Nick Patrick and Thunderstone. <laughs> 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 the Shockmaster. Oh shit! I didn't even mean to do that. I wasn't even thinking about that. Funny. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Although we're not gonna get the technicalities of that, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Then I don't need to go poking. I don't need to go poking nerd in the wrestling thing. It's too much nerd. Uh, oh man! So. But uh, speaking of there's different kinds of fat guy wrestlers, and you got Shockmaster who tugboat here. Oh, yeah. Uncle Fred is is he's pretty mobile for for a guy his size. Uh, he is. He really is. And I was like, man, I just feel bad for him because you know we don't we don't see very much of him. Uh, but like every time you do, you're like, man, this guy can move. He can do some shit. But you know, his rule because of the debut is that he's a klutz. He's not. He can actually move. <laughs> well, Poor guy. Thing, it kind of feels like, and now keep in mind, he got booked in this fucking terrible match. But like, it seems like they're trying to like make him serious now because I didn't see him like. Because usually they'll make fun of him, like he'll like yeah. accidentally come into the ring and trip and shit. He looked like you know what he's supposed to be. Yeah, he's just big. Uh, athletic guy, uh, and yeah, they weren't making fun of him on commentary anymore. Yeah, uh, I didn't notice that actually. So thanks for pointing that out. And neither I was, I was too caught up in like just the fucking heavy breathing <laughs> of, the, of the front butts in there. I was starting to have fat sweats, even though I'm still fat. But like I was having more fat sweats looking at fat men wrestling. So it's like it's like whenever you're like eating your seventh hot dog and you're like I shouldn't admit. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. Like I'm not even joking. Like I, I felt it too. I was like, "Why? Why is my butt moist? Why does my chest hurt? I'm just you know, sitting here watching this." <laughs> you know, like when you order Taco Bell and you like you have forty bucks, but you're like, "I shouldn't buy forty bucks of Taco Bell because I'm gonna die," but you still do it anyway. Yeah, because you ate that edible, and you're like, "Oh fuck it, I gotta, I'm gonna get my forty dollars worth." Mm-hmm. I get it. That's a good description of this team. When you're on your eighth hot dog, you know you should stop. <laughs> but you can't. <laughs> so, like, 
cholesterol flops flails for a bit until Shockmaster hits him with a clothesline, and then he just does crossbody out of nowhere. <laughs> and then Glucose tries to get up there, and he goes, nope, and he fucking clotheslines him too. And then he turns around, and he body slams cholesterol for three. Squash. Squash. Uh, why are we having a squash in a pay-per-view? I think because Uncle Fred didn't want to wrestle these guys. Okay. Yeah, that's my theory. For me, brother. I just want to point out that our uh, our play-by-play, our, our loose play-by-play of this match was longer than the actual match. We were mostly just talking, yeah, cutting off about his own social shit. The, the match was literally like two minutes, if that. Yeah. I, I did give it a rank, though. I, I gave it the stank squash. Stank squash. <laughs> but then it's like, I, I can't let you be too mad. I I just feel bad for uh, for Shockmaster uh, or Uncle Fred, uh, as it were. I just feel bad for him. Like, he, like, I don't know. Name another wrestler that his debut ruined anything that could have happened for him further. I can't think of another wrestler where this happened and it just like completely Better like I'm trying, but it's just he's done. Like there's nothing else they can do now. What an XT guy. The guy that was in gay porn. Oh Lars Sullivan? Oh yeah. Sullivan? Yeah, here's the thing. That guy just sucked. Like <laughs> like I, this, this is someone that actually he has this, like he has like like there's something he can do. And also like he yeah. sucked, like, oh, oh, I get it. I get it. He sucked pole. He, he did he, suck pole. He did suck pole and then and then he he harassed some lady about it and And he had anxiety, remember? Like that was the big thing he was supposed to Do you remember that you remember that weird shit about like they they did like the thing where they were gonna bring him back and they were gonna have him do he did those weird interviews about how he like they, they he inferred that he he murdered all of his classmates because they made fun of him when he was in like I don't remember that but that's hilarious. <laughs> no, you, you should go back and watch it. Look look that shit up. The their interviews I think with Corey Graves and <laughs> Corey Graves legitimately does not know how to respond. <laughs> when he so talks about. Like, are you a school shooter? What are you trying to say? That's that's basically it. But he made it sound like he did it with his his bare hands and his dick. Like he, <laughs> like seriously, he he's talking about how they made fun of him and they were so mean to me. But then when I started to see red, nothing can stop me from seeing all the blood in the playground. Like it, it's it's really disturbing shit. <laughs> and we're not talking like stuff that happened in like in uh, some cringe period of time. This is a couple years ago. It was still kind of cringe. Oh, no, it was cringe. I just meant like... I mean, it, the period of time was cringe. <laughs> maybe, but just not in the same way. Just No, no. <laughs> like, different kind of cringe. Different yeah. flavor. Or, I agree. I mean, either that or Veer is coming. Uh, for like Veer is coming! Yeah. <laughs> when? How? Where? They should have started doing promos for him to leave and say, Vinge is gone. Or, or, or <laughs> Vinge, Veer is gone. <sighs> Veer can uh, So then, uh, Ric Flair and Mean Gene arrive at the arena and they shake hands. And, you almost and forgot. Ric Flair was like about to leave and, and Mean Gene's like, hey, Rick. Hey, hey Rick. Rick. He, was yeah. almost, he almost forgot to shake his hand. Yeah, he yeah. gave him the Iggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so that happened, and then we got uh, Rick Steamboat versus Lord Steve Regal with Sir William for the WCW World Television Championship. Regal is champion. <laughs> I'm trying to look through like 
this is like this is one of the decent matches, like in my opinion, <laughs> throughout the whole show. Yeah. Because obviously it's fucking Steamboat, and that that dude will fucking sell his ass off to look good uh, for his opponent. That is gonna hell of a comeback. I like how he shook the hands of Gary Capetta and Nick Patrick. Like, what a baby face. He gets in the ring and he shakes hands with the fucking crew. <laughs> That's what he does. He even at the end, right at the very end, he's like walking around. And he's like, "I'm honored by all of this." And he shakes everyone's hand. I just wanted to think of him, like if they would have done a back shot while Ric Flair figuring out what's going on with his fuck up teeth. If they'd have turned around and Ricky Steamboat's just shaking the hand of everyone in catering, but now we're talking about it. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> this is what he does. He's a nice guy. They uh. They spend most of the match trading holds and reversing out of each other's holds. Uh, very scientific wrestling, as Vince would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I always like that. That's how he referred to like technical mat wrestling and shit as scientific wrestling. I'm like, it's, I, I always like that. I don't know. That why. was it's it's the start of the Vinceisms, where he just uses different words that don't mean the thing he thinks it means, but he makes them mean it because he is who he is. Eventually, they just mean that. He he will his will becomes reality. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, eventually it picks up at the three minute remaining part out of like fifteen minutes, and then Steamboat starts throwing some harder chops, and Regal takes over with some uppercuts and shit, and then Sir William tries to interfere, and Steamboat chases him around, and then Regal drop kicks him out on the floor. I was like, okay, I don't know if I would have thrown a drop kick, but all right. <laughs> but I always thought it was weird when people threw drop kicks out on the floor. I'm like, wouldn't that fucking hurt? Like, um, you go back to the commentary desk at ringside, and then I think he, yeah, Sir William grabs Steamboat, and it does, it, it's in view of the referee, and he doesn't get DQ'd. Yeah, there, there was a couple of that tonight. There's a lot of that going on this tonight. Uh, and then, not only that, he lays hands on him blatantly a second time in view of the referee. And Steamboat manages to kick him away. He's like, twice he should have got Regal disqualified. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Steamboat kicks him away, and then he perches up on the top rope after a little bit more back and forth, and he goes from the crossbody. But he crashes and burns because Regal dodged it. He gets back up to his feet, and then Regal tries to do something, but Steamboat reverses it and does like a German suplex, and he bridges, but the time expires, and Regal retains because it was a draw. Yeah, I kind of knew that was going to happen. It was very predictable because I was like, Regal's a champ. Even though we saw the fucking, the, t- the tag champs fucking play hot potato, between uh, Too Cold and them, and then uh, we called the Hollywood Blonde, obviously because of injury, I get that, but also, and then the Nasty Boys and stuff. So I was like, I can't see them taking the belt off of Regal. And obviously, that's what happened. I do love the uh, Sir William parts where he's uh, yelling at the fans and waving his little Union Jack flag. He called somebody a four-eyed brat in the front row. That was funny. Yeah. Like, Shut up, you four-eyed brat! <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was started a bit slow, I thought. 
uh, and then it picked up at the end. My thing about this match, though, is we both know these guys can do better than this, but yes. tonight was not the match where that was going to happen. And as for the, the TV title and Regal with it, the thing about that belt is it's always been positioned more as like a heel mid-card title because of the rules. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you got to beat the heel in 15 mm-hmm. minutes, and somehow they always manage to not get beat because time expires. Yeah. It gets heat. Yeah. It's, it's a heat title. Yeah, they do the draw an awful lot. I think something with this this card is this in general, and it's what hurts this match a little bit. Is that, and I'm I'm looking at the the card on cage match of how these matches played in order and stuff. It's like the first half of this card wasn't planned. <laughs> the second half was like, okay, we have these matches, and they very clearly make that a thing because they call. The very like the last three matches, they say this is the first of our three super fight card, like it's a super card. The last half of the the pay per view is actually what the pay per view is supposed to be, and they just put a bunch of TV matches to, in the front to kind of open it up. Yeah, like the first hour of this this pay per view is kind of rough, honestly. For that really a, is for, not only for a pay per view but for a Starcade. I'm like, this is like. Mm-hmm fucking not good like honestly like okay I'll, I'll quit burying the lead I'm just gonna go ahead and give my score for this I gave it a 5.9 uh, it was it could have been better I understand why it wasn't uh, still yet uh, it's just disappointing when it's not I gave it a 5.5 5 out of 10 um, it was okay nothing for me to be like jerking off about um, yeah. I, I still love Steamboat and Lord Regal Jerking uh, off comes later. Yeah. Um, before I murder all my, you know, uh, classmates uh, in a pool of blood uh, with my bare hands. And your dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> fuck, I even threw myself up. But five out of five for me. <laughs> uh, five out of, uh, 5.5 out of 10. <laughs> five out of five. Best match I saw <laughs> Six uh, fucking stars of Tokyo Dome. Suck more dicks. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so initially, I actually had this rated a little higher. I was giving them benefit of the doubt because I did like the the match. There's one really nice thing about this. There's an initial time where I think it's when Regal goes out of the ring and comes back in, um, and it's when Steamboat starts to make that comeback. They stop doing the slower stuff, and there is like this very rapid pace that gets hit, and it's really yeah. good. It like it's like three minutes of awesome wrestling but everything else is kind of slower to build um the thing i i really didn't put too much uh to thinking and it may have been my squirrel brain where i just missed it were not just one but two different times they had the the clear dq that should have been called when it wasn't and my nitpick with that which i gotta stay consistent is for what happens later on and throughout the show anyway because it's just bullshit so um because that I'm going to deduct my original score. I had it at a 6.2, but Jeez. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it. Yeah. I'm going to bring it down to 5.8 because, uh, I'm taking off some, uh, some deductions for the, the, uh, the nonsense, uh, yeah. which I think is a fair thing. I, I mean, again, I, when I get to see good wrestling, I'll, I'll enjoy it. Like I, I would argue outside of maybe the main event, um, that three minutes might've been, so one of the best like three minutes to watch period outside of just like just story, just strictly focusing on like the transitions and stuff that happen. 
but that's that's really it. And uh, again, this whole thing was a placeholder. They knew they were going to go to times. So it was kind of predictable. Um, we haven't watched anything that we couldn't have watched on television, or even worse, just in a, just a random live house show. Mm-hmm. Which is again, like you said, this is Starcade. This is like the event. This is the event that caused Vince McMahon to make WrestleMania. Yeah. So you put you put that in perspective. Like this is not worthy of this card. It does not like and nothing we've watched so far has been. And that's really an indictment to those guys because they're so much better. Whoa. What is that? Illuminati, oh, he's a brother. Illuminati. Oh, Illuminati. Not gonna lie, if you if you're watching or looking at the Illuminati dollar like that from really far away it kind of looks like an ultrasound <laughs> i was like is that a baby no it's an eye never doc mind talk. doc talk yeah sorry i look at too much shit all day <laughs> anyway uh yeah, we'll move on okay so yeah, point eight. next we're pretty much in the range we're so far we're all in the ballpark <clears throat> uh next match we got tex lazinger shanghai pierce versus cactus jack and max Payne. And I'm like, okay, so they're, they're teaming up now, Cactus and Max Payne. Here's a Blastoise. For, Here's a Blastoise. Uh, Andy, you missed the Pokemon joke, man. Uh, Blastoise? Why did he put it? What? That didn't look like Blastoise. That, that looked like an arm cast. That was a Blastoise. I'm not seeing medical supplies. What, what's going on with me? You've got you know, your brains fried. <laughs> anyway, uh, I like how that. Uh, Tex and Shanghai are just like Texas. <laughs> just yell Texas randomly, and they're in, and they're in Charlotte, North Carolina. They're in Charlotte, North Carolina. And the other here's the other funny thing is fucking Shanghai Pierce. Uh, Mark Canterbury is from West Virginia, not uh, Texas. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> so he's a he's a fucking mountaineer, not not a Texican. <laughs> but, That's pretty funny. Uh. So Max and Shanghai start us off, and they spend some time doing big dudes shoulder blocking each other, which is the thing I always like to watch. It's it's fun. It's fun when two big guys are like, "I'm bigger," and the other one's like, "No, fuck you, I'm bigger." It's like we'll prove it. So they shoulder block each other, and then like the guy won't fall. <laughs> it's like the it's like the Greco Roman knuckle lock, the test of strength. It's, it's always fun. Can we talk? Um... I'm going to actually say something positive about Max Payne. I do like the team up with Cactus Jack. It makes a lot of sense. It makes more sense, yes. Since both <laughs> men cannot dress properly in real life. Um, <laughs> like fashion victims. That's what he wore on his shirt. They should have called themselves the fashion victims. So he should have, like, talked to the Cactus because at least Cactus has a, like, one set where he has black pants and black shirt, and he also, you know, makes a little fancy with a little cactus with a leopard uh, print inside the cactus. Yeah, M- Max Payne though comes out with a Bam Bam Bigelow fucking robe, um, and you know, wearing his his shirt, and he's wearing fucking yoga pants. It looks like yoga pants on him. They look like pajamas to me. I do yeah. like pajamas. Yeah. Like- it's better than his. Remember that time he came out in that like mint green? Like he wanted to rip off a Mr. Perfect singlet, but he was like fat, so it looked terrible. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Andy, this guy's name is Max Payne, but he has two X's in his his Max. Yes. 
for extra 90s edginess. Kind of like when WWF made a pay-per-view called Bad Blood with two Ds. Bad Blood. That's who Max Payne used to feud with. Johnny B. Bad. Let's not ride the trauma. I just had like that weird, you know, when someone says something and then they have that whole PTSD like they it's suddenly like they, see the helicopter in the background, and they it's like see that meme with the rock. Like his wife drops a glass, and then you see Stone Cold Stone and everybody in Vietnam, and there's like helicopters <laughs> flying. <laughs> I, just, I just saw. I don't want to think about it anymore with Johnny B. Bad. No, we're done. The Bad Blaster. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. We, uh, we, we've seen some shit, time. guys. It, it was, was a dark time. time. I forgot to press Ooh. the button when we were talking about the, the three fat men before. Fat! They were fat. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we got it in. So, they spend some time brawling each other, throwing bombs and slapping meat, and then Cactus <laughs> gets gets it and Tex. Cactus and Tex get in, and they exchange some pretty snug-looking blows. And then Tex hits like a really good, cool reversal of an Irish whip and he just bulldogs uh, Max Payne in the middle of the ring. He was like, that was pretty slick. Never seen Tex do that before. Um, then Shanghai gets tagged in and Max manages to hit a sunset flip for two and then a high back suplex. Then Cactus gets tagged in and it turns into like a, a big clusterfuck brawl for a minute. Mm-hmm. Cactus clothesline Shanghai outside the Cactus clothesline where he flips with him outside. And then he gets back in the ring and he slingshots Tex out onto the floor. Um, I want to know, because this is important. Cactus Jack throws two people over the top ropes and doesn't get fucking disqualified, including himself. Yes. <laughs> so- yeah, I, oh, I hate that because I, I damn it. <laughs> it pisses me off later. No, it but, pisses uh, me off because I, I can't be a hypocrite, but we're going to get there. I'm going to be a hypocrite, so we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, see, we'll, we'll let it unfold when we get there. Uh, but uh, then, I think after that, Max shoots Cactus off, and then he backdrops him out of the ring onto the floor onto Tex. But it looks like Cactus takes a pretty rough landing when he does that. Mm-hmm. Like he, it's like he hit the apron kind of hard. And he just kind of fell and looked like it looked like it really hurt. Like it was like ooh. <laughs> um, Shanghai goes top rope, does double axe handle, but Max catches him and puts on the painkiller. But Tex breaks the hold up, <laughs> and then Max hits a double clothesline on the Texkins, and then Cactus gets tagged in, and he dodges a clothesline from Tex who goes, just goes flying outside. Like he just threw himself over the rope with a wild looking bump. looks like he almost fucking pow drived himself on the apron. <laughs> Cactus kicks Shanghai in the gut, hits the double arm. He Shanghai's Shanghai and he hits a double arm DDT and he pins him for three. I want to go back real quick. Just rewind. Max Payne. I give him credit with his two X's. The spot where he uh, is getting double teamed and then he quickly starts to move and ducks under their clothesline and then hits them with the double clothesline mm-hmm. looked really fucking clean. He was he like like really quickly picked up speed. He's very fast yeah. and he hit them really hard. It looked really stiff. I I was impressed. Uh, what I'm pissed about with this match. 
is now that you pointed out the, the over-the-top thing that I didn't register until now because it happened before the clusterfuck later on, is that I actually surprisingly like this, and I rated this higher than anything we've watched so far. <laughs> See, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here because here's the thing, is that's not their fault. It's not, exactly. I know, so, but... That's... You can't take it away from them if it's not their fault. They didn't book, They didn't fucking agent that match laid out. Yep, I agree. So, and and again, throughout throughout stuff we've watched in WCW, they pull that, that bullshit about being thrown over the top or getting knocked over the top very conveniently when they want to, forgetting that earlier in the night. Like, this isn't the first time this has happened, but it's just... Like you said, that's not their fault in terms of how the match played out. So, yes, I'm going to be a hypocrite in this case because it's not their fault and stick to what I had my original score at. Yeah. So, but, yeah, Yeah. before I get to that, though, I mean, you guys have other thoughts on how the match went or or anything? I thought it was fine. Um, I still like Steamboat and Lord Regal over this match, but it definitely had more pacing than the other match. Yeah, I uh, I liked it. Uh, it was solid. It was like a nice little wild brawl to wake yeah. the crowd up mm-hmm. after like the three matches they just witnessed. <laughs> uh, not that Steamboat and Regal was offensive, but it was just like because of the nature of it. I don't really quite think they balanced their act correctly. Like maybe if they picked the pace up at the four or five minute mark. Uh, instead of waiting all the way to almost the very end, it might have helped. It also might have helped if, you know, there was some, not so much of the shenanigans out there and all that. Um, but I liked it. Uh, I gave this a 6.1 out of 10. Nice. Does what did you end up giving it? So, because I said that the other match was better, it's going to be a little bit lower for me. Um, just by a point. Uh, I'm a dot point, uh, 5.4 out of 10 for me. So not five out of five. Damn. Not a, yeah, not five out of five again. <laughs> so I was not ready to like this because Max Payne came out with Cactus Jack. I didn't get to say this earlier. Cat, Cause you guys were making, like talking about how they don't know how to dress. Cactus Jack knows how to dress. He doesn't have the money. He's homeless. Max Payne is someone that has money that dresses like he doesn't have money. He dresses like a, uh, um, oh, hell, what's the word? Um, not a troglodyte. God damn it. Like, <laughs> fuck it. I had it and it escaped me. Fuck a Neanderthal. <laughs> Somebody who's like like against society, like on purpose. They're like Anarchist? a fucking asshole about it. No, no. It'll come to me later in the middle of some other tangent. Okay, what, yeah. What, we'll, we'll come back to it. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I... I was not as soon as I saw it was coming out. I I was like, uh, and this is something else too. I've not been a big fan of watching anything that Pierce and Slagger have been involved in, but that's because at least the stuff it's been televised. It's not that I've watched at least. It's not been that great. But I think a lot of that has been more of how they've been booked into stuff because it because in its timing, like I joined at a point where it seemed like they were getting more of a push in the tag team division already, yeah. or they'd already had that. And then, and then they kind of took a back seat and they got put kind of shuffled into that load of mid card nonsense. And, and now it's not, it just, it's there. That's but kind since of watching. 
that's kind of huh? been their spot the whole time, actually, is a low mid-card heel team. Okay. Um, well, it, okay, uh, that makes me feel a little better about it. But watching them, I actually like watching them work. I think this, like, for what they do, they sell decently well. Like, for what they're supposed to do, they're they're fine. I, yeah, I was actually really impressed with, with Max Payne. He's like a little Cactus Jack Jr. out there. Like, he, <laughs> at least the spots that he got to do stuff, his sunset flip looked good. Uh... He, his uh, backdrops, like any of his his, um, his slams were good. Um, I thought the spot where he throws Cactus Jack out was funny. It kind of thought like they had a little dialogue, and he's like, are you sure I should just throw you out there? He's like, yeah, it'll be fine. I'll just land. And he just fucking tosses him. He landed. Uh, <laughs> word of the day, by the way, was misanthrope. Uh, Max Payne is like a misanthrope. A misanthrope. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, no, Max Payne's weird, because, like, when we, when he first showed up, we kind of thought, this guy's kind of cool, he's interesting, he cuts, like, kind of different out there promos, and he has, like, a, he's like a metalhead, uh, the old term used to be a Hessian or something, uh, and then he had this match with Dustin, and he, like, got his ass kicked, it was, like, on a pay-per-view or, like, a Clash of the Champions, Hmm. And it totally killed his momentum. Uh, Misanthrope, so yeah. You gotta explain to Andy what that means. Misanthrope. It's like somebody. It's like somebody that is like per. It almost feels like they're purposefully always in a bad mood. They fucking hate everything about society. Like, but it's like, me. You're you're not a misanthrope. <laughs> no, no. Being, being pessimist and over uh, and burned out and over just what life is is one thing. Misanthrope is doing it for the attention of like to do it. Exactly. It's it's oh, like okay. a, you're being an attention whore trying to be edgy. Kind of like, like my ex girlfriend. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what? But, like <laughs> a, 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 <laughs> after uh, after that happened to Max. Uh, and He's he came dead out now. And, no, I'm kidding. Dead <laughs> fucking cunt. What? He saw, he saw red. He saw red and he couldn't stop. But like, fucking. <laughs> um, Max Max Payne looked like somebody squeezed all the mint out of an Andy's mint and in that fucking <laughs> goddamn singlet, and <laughs> it's just fucking. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's oh. what it was. But like. His matches just weren't as good anymore. They were kind of blah. But like he's he's got the skill. It's just the booking of him and the shit they have him do it just never really works. But here right. he looks solid. Well, I joined during like I guess to to not you know to make sure I, that I play it up as much as I possibly can. I came during the Holocaust of Max Payne, <laughs> I guess, because I only saw him during the Johnny B. Bad stuff. And that's all I had to judge him on, and that that shit was awful. It fucking so sucked. it fucking I actually, sucked. I actually hurt my ribs, Andy. <laughs> yeah, he fucking dubs <laughs> around his fucking fupa. Paying his on my front butt hurts now. God damn it! <laughs> my fupa, my fupa got caught in one of my rib cages, and I couldn't fucking. <laughs> What if my rib cage? What are you like a fucking Mortal Kombat character when you get you can, one of my rib cages? Dude, if I'm you like, commit I, a brutality on me, I have four skulls. I swear dude, to God, my body moves like Ivan Ooze and fucking Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, all right, shit. we we got a little off topic, but uh, but I've enjoyed it. It's it's more about the the 
journey, not the destination. That that That's being right. said, I was highly impressed with Max Payne in this. I gave this a six point five. Jeez. Oh man. Hey, cool. I, I really enjoyed it. This is the first time like other than that three minutes where the regal stuff then like, oh and it just did what mm-hmm. I expected it to do. This actually was fun to watch. It was like like you said, it wasn't really much of a match. It was more of like a a brawl, which that's a cactus jack match, right? Like yeah. that's but it, it felt appropriate. Like these four people felt like they they clicked. Maybe they actually talked about their match for a minute. It actually had a plan. Like that felt like this wasn't just cobbled together. Like you didn't pick people out of the fucking audience. Like the Price is Right. It's like come on down and fight. Like that's felt like they actually. Oh, you mean like AEW? You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, watching Cactus, <laughs> watching Cactus Jack in WCW is like reading the Book of Revelation. Um, just before he fucking drops off of the Hell in the Cell cage because he's like he, he's so like out there like. Because, like you said before, throw me, brother. Like that—that's the exact words he said to Undertaker. Throw me, throw brother. Me. Yeah, yeah. You sure. Me. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fine. I'll just land. Yeah, I'll just have my teeth <laughs> in my nose. It'll be great. Yeah, the second time, he's like, don't throw me, don't throw me. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! And I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that was an accident. I don't think it was supposed to happen that way. But you know, he fell it, wrong. If yeah, it, it shit happens. <laughs> And then after um, this match, uh, weird yeah, Al Yankovic. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say, don't talk about Kyle Petty like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll. Oh yeah, I forgot about Kyle Petty being there. Uh, <laughs> trolling. Who's Kyle Petty? Uh, but uh, you were going to trick me with that one. Oh, I know. I, <laughs> we've probably talked before about about my my history and past love of NASCAR. But uh, I did want to say, since you brought it up, it's a little sidebar. My favorite thing about the Hell in the Cell match with Undertaker and Mankind is when the second uh, thing happens, everyone's like, oh shit, he's dead. Like, you've, like they've done the interview and the Undertaker's like, yeah, I thought I killed him. He's like looking down and he's like trying to stay in character. He's like, I just fucking killed a man. Oh shit. I just killed one of my, my you know, my locker room buddies. And, uh, and meanwhile, of all people, Terry fucking Funk breaks character just runs the fuck out. It's like, I want to check on him. And they like try to cover it in commentary of how like, cause Funk's supposed to like hate him. They're supposed to be mortal enemies. Right. And he just comes out. And he's like, yeah. I got to make sure he's okay. And they just like, let it kind of be. It's, I love that. Just like how like, this, re- I mean, I'm glad he's okay. I mean, obviously it'd have been a different story if, if that wouldn't happen. And he just gets up and he's like, now, nah, well, my teeth are through, through my fucking face now, but let's finish this. Sidebar. I also like that he chokeslammed Terry Funk out of his shoes. Yes, that's like my he, favorite part. He chokeslammed him so hard his shoes flew off. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably also, are you sure I should do this? He's like, yeah, do it. Yeah, go, go ahead, Taker, just do it. <laughs> I'll be back. Gotta retire again. Oh, uh, shit. So Mean Gene talks to Kyle Petty. Dub say he looked like Weird Al. He kind of vaguely looks like Weird Al, I suppose. <laughs> he looks like every fucking southern person in the '90s and shit. But what, what I gotta, I gotta bring this up. He does talk about Richard Petty, mm-hmm. uh, but what, what's with the Michael Jordan? Like Michael Jordan was not retiring in 1993. He was. I, I had to look it up too. Michael Jordan had like just announced his retirement. Oh really? Yeah, that's what threw me off about this. 
I was like, man, they keep referencing Michael Jordan. I don't think Jordan's retired yet. Yeah, Michael Jordan had just before this happened. Oh, he, he went had, to baseball. That's right. He had just retired and went to baseball. His his whole thing that happened with his dad and and everything, it had just happened. So he had he had retired. So that's what I wondered. Like, did the whole Ric Flair angle? Like, yeah, they could have pulled that off anyway. Yeah, this is the first time he retired. So his, you know, his dad was found time. found he found murdered. Unfortunately, there's all this like stuff that came out that was just insane about Michael Jordan had gambling debt and people killed off his dad. No, some asshole just robbed his dad blind and killed him. And it's a horrible, unfortunate circumstance. That's what happened. And the media was just like basically keeping Michael Jordan under a microscope. So he said, "Fuck these people," and he left, took his ball home, and like. It just went home, like, and you know what? Who blames him? Whatever. So he's like, "I'm gonna go do baseball." That's what my dad wanted me to do. So, you know, that's the whole story with Michael Jordan. And then, he, of course, he ends up not being as good at baseball as he is at basketball. To, uh, that's a be, statement. To be fair, he was okay at baseball. His batting average was a point two oh two, which uh, there's some be- uh, major league baseball players that are like a point. 100 and that's terrible mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, no he was he wasn't bad that's why that's why i said it the way i did he he is not he did not go down as one of the best of all time yeah, he went baseball. to looney tune land <laughs> he, yeah that's right and then 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 we learned what the truth was he he fell down a, a hole playing golf and and he helped defeat the monsters and danny devito is an alien uh but uh that all being said like that's that was very relevant and fresh. I just wondered if that was what led to them coming up with the, the specific angle they did with Flair Vader because they kept referencing how he was going to leave and how he was the Michael Jordan of, of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, it just, it felt like that was really fresh, but because they bring it up a couple more times too. Like re- Michael Jordan gets referenced at least three or four times in this pay-per-view. Yeah, Jesse, yep. v- Jesse Ventura compared. He's like, yeah, Rick Flair is my- like Michael Jordan. I can't do a fucking Minnesota. Michael accent. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, and then you got Kyle Petty here, and they're talking about how Richard Petty just retired. And that's like, mm-hmm. well, I guess, I guess Rick Flair is the Richard Petty of wrestling. I'm like, I suppose that checks out, brother. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> Yeah, and then they, uh, and me and Gene was like, uh, Kyle, you're gonna be like your father, uh, or something like, like you're gonna have a great career, or, or you already have a great career. He's like, yeah, well, I don't have a good past yet. I just started. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he'd been racing in the uh, the they didn't call it the Bush League back then. I don't fucking know what they called it, but uh, he just started racing in NASCAR, in, I think eighty nine, ninety. So he'd mm-hmm. only been doing it for a few years at that point. Unfortunately, Kyle Petty didn't have a, a great career like his father. Uh, he just had some rough luck. He had a, he had a bad luck. He had a great Xbox car, that green color. <laughs> Mellow yellow car, brother. It's one of my favorite uh, paint schemes for <laughs> any any racing car. Uh, but yeah. anyway, uh, also Kyle did great. On Instead of sounding like an awkward-ass fucking drunk celebrity or some shit, he actually came off really natural. Yes. Which because in the NASCAR they just interview they shove a camera in your face at some point. They're like, what do you how, how do you do? And you're either gonna look like a fucking dumb hick or you're just gonna be natural. Plus, so, it's, <laughs> plus it's Mean Gene, and literally you could pair anybody with Mean Gene and it'd be hilarious. It, he'll help. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're Fifi, then he's trying to sexually assault. Oh you. my god, I totally <laughs> forgot that. <laughs> so but uh. Now we got uh, Stoney Steve Austin with uh, Colonel Robert Parker versus Dustin Rhodes, champion, for the WCW United States Championship. 
two out of three falls. This fucking match. Do we have to talk about this match? We have to talk about this match. We have to do our due diligence. It's not an IRS match. I'm not doing the IRS rule for this match because IRS isn't in it. The problem, like, the problem is, is, like, these guys are amazing wrestlers, right? They both are. Yeah. And it's just, like, I don't know if they were out of time because they wanted to give more time for uh, Vader and Ric Flair or something like that. They should have took some time off the fucking tag match before the main event, if you ask me. Yeah, because <laughs> this match had flickering lights. The lights went out. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. That, was that was fucking weird. wild. I was like, what the fuck? The lights just started flickering and shit. Then they had to switch to a spotlights. And man, so like, I don't know what happened. Uh, I want to say this match is probably just booked and laid out terribly or something. Mm-hmm. Because and I'm not, because I'm not, these guys have chemistry, but it's like, it feels like they is, were told this? to do some shit that was just wasn't good. Sorry to interrupt you. When is uh, Dustin leave WCW or get fired? 95. Okay, so... He, pretty he, sure. He, is this like a downward trend now? Are they just not thinking he's not the guy anymore? Dustin, I think, is starting to go on the downhill slide. Because that's WCW. what it totally felt like in this match. Yeah. Because it, it literally looked like they wanted to take the belt off of him and put it on Austin. And they decided to just like fuck with this match because I, I watch this match. I'm like, well, they're good wrestlers. I don't get this. And shit's happening in the arena, which again, you know, stuff happens. But I don't know. I'm I'm putting my tinfoil hat on that they just wanted to totally fuck this match because obviously they do the first thing where he, he throws him over the ropes and the rule is back again. Yeah. And I'm gonna have, get, I'm gonna blame uh, Dusty for this because he's the Booker right now, mm. and this sounds like Dusty thing, which is remember he had the oh shit there's no be this qualification baby everybody's gonna run in daddy, and it's gonna just be a cluck fuck you'll be fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's what he and the same thing with this it's like oh he just throw him over the rub daddy and he's get disqualified and it's fine don't worry about it. About the next match ah uh, just uh, he's a sharpshooter. <laughs> 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 doing major motion pictures and sitcoms. <laughs> I doing Dusty Rhodes impressions are so fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. You can do this all night. I, I, I maybe one day I will. Just I'll be Dusty Rhodes all night. <laughs> maybe for Halloween. Oh man, I'd have to gain a lot of weight, and I'd have to get that blotch. <laughs> I, think, I think you do that. Dubs dresses up as gold dust, and I'll dye my hair and get a neck tattoo. And we can just be the whole family. We can be the whole family. Who's going to be Brandy? When's Brandy going to come out and be like, I'm a black bitch? Because <laughs> that's what that wasn't a thing. That's a, that's a promo she cut. She came out and did like a Butch Reed style promo on fucking Jay Cargill and just said, I'm a black bitch. What are you going to do about it? Like, well, un- unfortunately, because he, I know he's watching. Andy's going to have to be our black bitch. You're going to have to special <laughs> guest. <laughs> I hope you're okay with blackface. It's going to get controversial. Oh, Lord. That's uh, yeah, fine. Uh, he, he could be a, a, a Democratic politician, I suppose. But uh, Yeah. <laughs> it's always them, man. They get caught with the blackface thing in their, their college years. It's weird. Uh, you, you know what? That, 
okay, fair point. It's a pat. It's a weird pattern, but that's all I'm saying. I know we're all we're really trying to avoid talking <laughs> about this match. This this match is a good example of how you can put all the right ingredients in a pot and cook them exactly how you're told to, and it still comes out like a steaming pile of shit. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I actually got a perfect analogy. You well, know when you you know have a lot of food, right? And you think you have to poop. And you get in the to- on the toilet, and like you you push out, you go, mm! and it's just like large, uh, uh, large, uh, <laughs> large fart sounds, but no poop. But that like your your stomach is like, and you just go back to the toilet because you think you're gonna shit yourself, but it's just again fart sounds in the toilet bowl. This is the, that was this match. So you, long need to, you need to make this a YouTube short. You need to make this whole segment a YouTube short later. <laughs> yeah. Just, just title it. Dub strokes out about farting with no other context. <laughs> We've already had, like, that feeling when you eat your eighth hot dog and you know you shouldn't. Now we have, like, the, well, the, the weird farting and you feel like you're going to die or something. Well, this is coming from personal experience because that happened to me at a baseball game. Where, where again, back to the hot dog reference. I had too many hot dogs, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and things started bumbling, and I had to go to the bathroom, and nothing happened. But I digress. Old, old bubble guts happened. Uh, so I want to shout out real quick. They pointed out that uh, this today is the tenth anniversary of the WCW US title, and I thought that was cool. You know. Mm. It's really only been around that long, I guess. Okay, I, I always thought it was grandfathered in from like the, it, like the in Mid Atlantic. Maybe they had a U.S. title, and that it was that, but apparently not. Um, I like the WCW version of the United States title. I always did too. It's just really, it's very, it's a. I wouldn't say it's minimalist, but it's like whenever Vince decided he wanted to do a WCW, title, I guess because Vince is Amer- America, pal. Mm. Fucking loves America, so he wants that flag to be like fucking right in there somewhere. Like it, that, it's the majority of the design. <laughs> um, there's a 30 second rest period between falls, and I noted this is the second two out of three falls match Dustin has had this year for the U.S. title. Mm. The first one was with Rick Rude during the Beach Blast. Um, and. <laughs> Apparently there was Hooters girls out at ringside or something. Yeah, I didn't know they were uh, there until the main event. And then Jesse says something about because Dustin Rhodes comes out, you know this song, "Oh, to call me natural," and he's like, "What do you think, Tony? Do you think they're natural?" And he's like, "Uh, <laughs> no comment, Jess." <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> He goes, it's okay, Shivani. We're on pay-per-view. We can get away with these things if we want. (laughs) He's like, nope, I'm still not going to say anything. He's like being awkward as shit. (laughs) Um, This match, I I know it had too fast of a pace for me to cover move for move. Mm -hmm. That's good. I'm glad we don't have to do that because there's just a lot of they beat the hell out of each other, and then yeah. Steve Austin gets thrown out of the ring, and he's like, I'm going to do some nonsense out here and install, and then I'm going to get back in, and then I'm going to go back out. I'm going to call timeout, and then Dustin's going to come out with me. We're going to try to kick each other's ass, and then Robert Parker's going to get in the middle and, and wiggle his cigar a little bit like like a racist son of a bitch. And then, and then 
Jesse says, you know, I never see Carl Robert Parker light up at Stogie. What's going on with that? Anyway, I'm like, that's a very good point, Jess. He never fucking lights a cigar. Is he a fake cigar enthusiast? Is he yeah. a phony? I think it's extra heat. He, he's a phony. <laughs> and then I think Tony's like, well, there's all these smoking ordinances. You can't smoke indoors anymore. And he's like, well, you know what's going to happen, right? And he's like, no. And he's like, they're encouraging people to smoke now because they're going to pay for all our Medicare later. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> oh, talk, talking about politics. Did you notice Ooh. that he made a uh, a Bobby Heenan thing? He talked about Clinton. He's like, Rick Flair yeah. is not Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clinton Clinton yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so thanks to Chaz, he actually covered a, a big portion of, of my note. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, did he raise her, or did the pole like bust him open? Oh yeah, he sucked pole. Uh, that happened. Damn. I, I, I wrote it down. But did he raise? <laughs> was that a razor job? You think? Oh, yeah. Pole job. He, yeah. It was a pole job. Uh, pole no, job. that happened later. I think what happened was um, it was that spot where they were on the apron or some shit, and then um, like Dustin jumped in. No, it's when he threw Austin at Colonel Parker when he was on the apron. And I think it was supposed to look like he headbutted him, but he, he didn't. No. And he, blade, he bladed him at, he bladed himself after that when he was like laying down the uh and he looks up and he's bleeding. I'm like, oh shit, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he must have actually going. I think in K he was supposed to have hit Robert Parker's stogie to <laughs> burn himself, but it was so hard and cold that it cut his skin. That's what happened. <laughs> no, his handkerchief did that to him. <laughs> yeah, at that at that point in time, the bell rings when when that spot takes place, mm-hmm. and it's like that's what's confusing. What? Like, and what's then Nick Patrick starts yelling at Dustin, like, "What the fuck's happening?" And then it, it, even the commentary is confused. And then they're like, "It's disqualification." He's like, and then Jesse's like, "Uh, uh, it's because he threw him over the ropes." And I'm like, "Fuck!" So hang on a minute. You had guys get going over the ropes like multiple times in all the matches before this. Now it counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like, don't be inconsistent with it. See when Bill Watts was booking, that was a rule for every match. Yep. And that's fine. Cause it's a rule for every fucking match, not selectively. And I was like, is it just for title matches? I was like, no, because steamboat had a title match with Regal and they did that. And nobody got disqualified. Yeah. I don't even think that, it's. I don't even think it's a problem that it's whether it's every match or not because I get like you have certain stipulations for certain title matches and stuff. You have, but I think it's one of those things that because it's such a weird rule, especially with how wrestling is evolving at this time. Yeah, you need to announce that that's a rule. You need to tell, and that was the thing back back then when Bill Watts was booking. Like it's not that far removed from when that was a rule in the territories. Mm-hmm. So it got established like this is a rule. They were programmed to to recognize. Oh, they could do that, and it's like it's an old heat thing, where you're not supposed to throw anybody over the top rope. And what will happen is the referee will get distracted, and the heel throws somebody over the rope, and they don't see it. You, you asshole! Like that, that. Right. But uh, instead, it, the babyface was dumb and threw somebody over the rope, and that that's double bad. When the babyface does something stupid, it it comes off a lot worse. Oh yeah, because they look like an idiot. Yeah, yeah it just it buries. He, 
So Dustin buried himself. <laughs> I don't think it was his idea to bury himself, but whatever. His old dad's idea. His old dad. Daddy. His old cast effect. Got an idea. <laughs> Dustin, Dustin, you're going to throw uh, Austin over the rope, and you're going to look dumb. But it's okay, Daddy, because you're going to come back. And you're gonna just... Don't worry, Daddy. <laughs> don't worry, Daddy. You're going to lose the match. You're going to lose the match. You're going to be all right. You're going to get it back later. You get back later, you're gonna lose later, and then you go to WWF and you're gonna put on makeup. It's gonna be you're gonna great, call daddy. you gold dust and you'll be starred <laughs> in major motion pitches. You'll be androgynous. Androgynous. And you're gonna wear lingerie, baby. Lingerie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, though, Dustin's pummeling Austin on the floor. He's beating the shit out of him. And I, I will give him this in this match. He beat the fuck out of each other, uh, which I always like. I like when Dustin can get in the brawls with people. It's it's mm. fun. Uh, he's so fucking big. He's tall. He's, he's tall really, as shit. Yeah, he's he's over six five. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I just when I was looking up earlier stuff to find out like when he left WCW, he is built at six six. Yeah, that's tall. I kind of uh, wish Gold uh, Gold does Jesus Christ Dustin Rhodes now in AEW. I wish he would like. Get ripped a little bit, like he's 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 he works out obviously, but like I want to see him chiseled up. I think he could be all chiseled up and skinny like that. He'd probably look awesome. I don't know yeah, if he's, he's genetically predisposed to be though. Mm. Yeah, but you also got to think too. Like he's we've hit that age too. Like I mean, you can get that way, but like he's in his mid fifties and he's in really good shape otherwise, especially for his age. So like I it just I think it'd be kind of hard unless he juiced. I, so I think it's too difficult. I don't really think I don't think he won the genetic lottery there. He just kind of had like a average build typically. Uh, Cody hit the genetic lottery there. He might have hit a little bit of HGH too, but you know I'm not judging. It's fine. <laughs> it's as just wrestling. As, he, as long as he pisses in the cup and everything's fine, he's fine. I don't give a shit. Not like we're throwing fucking discs in the air for the Olympics. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, second fall begins that's when the lights fuck up which we talked about earlier Dustin's doing a suplex and an elbow drop and he's, he's I think he gets pissed here because he realizes the lights are fucked up and he just starts banging the mat like repeatedly like he's trying to get the crowd to keep staying with the match and they continue working as if nothing's wrong though which is again a credit to them it's very mm-hmm. professional they, they just keep going without a hitch, really. Uh, Dustin gets Austin in the corner, starts uncorking some punches, but Austin, like he's doing the corner punch thing. And then Austin stops him at five, and he dumps him on the ground, and he stacks him up and pulls his trunks, and he pins him for three. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is what pisses me off. He was punting. He wasn't on the ground. Like, it's not like one of those stomps where you, like, keep on stomping and they go one, two, three, four, five. No. I believe he was, like, punching him like he was on the turn, uh, turnbuckle. Yeah. And usually that's 10, right? Unless they go, they go to 10 unless they're really mad. And then they just keep going. So, yeah, this is what pisses me off about the finish. He only gets to five and he pulls Dustin off, and then that's when the fuckery happens. To me, it was just weird because it's like at that point he was getting his ass kicked, and he had the and then he just does this kind of shitty spine buster 
It's not even really a spine buster. He just kind of dumps him. And he's like, ugh. And then it's like Dustin can't kick out of that. He hasn't really had any. He hasn't sustained much damage at that point. Were their heads, did they have earpieces back then in 93 for the referees? I don't think so. Mm-mm. I'd say a lot of that had to do with, like, that's why that's another reason why managers were so important back then. Because if anything happened and there needed to be something relayed, uh, managers were a, a way to do that. So I, I would wonder if that was one of those deals where maybe they were out of time or something, or they were running out and they were trying to get, like, the the heads up, hey, you gotta, you got to finish this shit up or something, and and they were just like, fuck it, and he just dumped him like a pile of shit, and then just fucking pinned him. I, it just... looked, I was so fucking confused and angry about this match. I was like, that's the finish? The fuck? I can, imagine, I can imagine if they did have a head a headphones in, this would be dusty. Take it home, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> We're from fucking home. outer space. Yeah. <laughs> it's God, baby. <laughs> God, baby, I need you to to go home. Take, take him home. Not hell, not hell, Daddy O, not the devil, baby. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, this match was something, and it just made me realize what's with all Dustin's matches lately, where it's like he always gets cut off or or screwed or something weird always happens in his matches. I think higher ups don't like him. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure what's going on there, but his dad's a booker now. You should like him unless they're having issues and they don't get along right now, which I think they did. A couple well, maybe times. Dusty was thinking about Roman Reigns, the real son. That's right. Mm-hmm. Is, is it Roman like fucking 10 at this point? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's growing in daddy like solid snake and liquid snake. Mm-hmm. You know, when Dusty talked about you, never. Oh <laughs> fuck! <laughs> uh, what, let's see. This could have been. This could have been a lot better than what it was. That's the thing. It was really frustrating about this. And then when, just when it was starting to kind of get cooking after that fucked up first fall. Oh, cooking, brother! It was. It was cooking. Uh, the heat was cut off. We were cooking, and they cut the gas off because that's what causes people to, to have autism in, in your house apparently is if you have a gas stove or something. <laughs> yeah, people are dying because of the gas stove. People, people are dying. <laughs> uh what do you, what do you guys think about this? I'm going to be really super score? I'm going to be super harsh with it because yeah, they did start cooking, but the results of both falls were stupid. It was like they cooked a burger. This is like on Kitchen Nightmares. And then like, you know, fucking goddamn, I forgot. Gordon Ramsay. He's he cooked a burger and then like he, he bites the burger and it's it's like a bunch of water falls out of it. It's, it's fucking raw. raw. <laughs> it's raw. What is it then? <laughs> That's a lab sauce. Now, Truffle oil. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a good analogy. It's like trying to cook fried chicken in a fucking easy bake oven. That's how fucking terrible this bitch was. Ooh. Fucking light bulb. Ooh, Danny. It's like trying to cook fried chicken in an easy bake oven, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you put it in an easy bake oven, take it home, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> oh, I give it a four out of ten. Ooh. Ooh. 
Oh man. This like oh okay. A caveat it. If it weren't for how these how both falls ended and just how the overall match just ended, not to mention the fact that now we take in it totally fucks with the finishes that happen or the things that happened in other matches already and take away from it. If it weren't for all that anger, their overall work, I'd probably I'd probably give it uh, somewhere in the high fives, maybe a six. And that's again, that's that's just talking about the actual, just like technical work because these are guys that put on total stuff. But because of the sheer stank, it's like someone took a giant fucking squirt bottle of drizzly shits and went. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Three point six. Oh shit. I almost stopped watching the rest of the pay-per-view. I was Damn. that fucking mad. I had to take a break. You had to walk away. Had to actually take a break. I actually went and took a shit. Yeah, I actually went and just like had angry diarrhea for like 10 minutes and then came <laughs> back and said, I guess I'll get through this. So, uh, yeah, I, my balls itched after this match ended. I was so fucking mad. It's like, this is so undeserving for these guys. I felt bad for them. So, there it is. 3.6, and I'm sticking to it. I'm going to give this a 4.4 4 out of 10. Okay. We averaged it. Yeah, pretty uh, close. The, the, work is, the work they did is fine. It was just the, the layout, the booking of this match was terrible. Well, that's what, <laughs> like, with movies or TV shows, right? Everything could be fine from, like, beginning, middle. When that end fucking sucks, it could ruin a whole fucking movie. It was like the middle and the end sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like at first, it's like, all right, we got these guys. Okay. Okay. And then that something really shitty happens in the middle of the season. You're like, I don't know about this. And then, then the end of it's fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you just described the last like season and a half, almost two seasons of Game of Thrones. It's, yep. it's like oh, they started like they did some stuff and then they did the weird thing. You're like, wait, what happened? And they're like, oh, but they'll fix this. And then they didn't. Yeah, that, it, it, and you're like really bitter about it, or like the last season of um, before they remade it all, uh, the last season of Dexter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. If if you watch Dexter or know about it, yeah, that just just makes you angry. Just, but yeah, the, a little side tangent. I, I used to make fun of my friends uh, because they'd be like, "I love Khaleesi," and I'm like, "Oh, you love uh, female Hitler with with her slaves." <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, oh, that's going to change eventually. Because these are people that don't read the book. They they watch the TV show. I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-mm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 If you didn't read the book and you get her character, they they greatly misrepresent her character yep. in the TV show intentionally to trick you. Which makes it like makes you like bitter about the whole thing. And you're like, why would they change her? It's like, they didn't. She's been that way the whole time. You just forgot. They just made it. They just get, put a little spin on it. To trick you, to make you realize that you're just fucking lemming and you could have been turned into a Nazi if you were in Germany in the 30s, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm going like weird Justin Roiland's uh, nonsense, but I gotta delete shit from my phone before I get blamed for stuff. Never mind. I'm, I'm gonna move on. I'm, I'm in a weird place right now. The, the meat settled. <laughs> weird, the weird meat. The, you, know, yeah, you, the, shouldn't, you shouldn't eat more of that weird meat you do anyway. That's, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, no, no time, time travel meat. That's what I should have eaten. 
I want to introduce this next match. So okay. you have yeah. let me just let me just make sure it's the right one. Okay, <laughs> before I do it, R- ravishing Rick Rude versus the Boss. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, they kept talking about the Boss. Like they mentioned them a couple times through the uh, uh, show, and I'm like, who the fuck is the Boss? And this is for the WCW International Heavyweight Championship, by the way. Uh, Big boss man. This is match one of the the three-match super uh, card main event. Yeah, it was Big Boss Man. It was like, oh, shit. And it was like, it's Ray Trailer. Yeah. I was like, why aren't you just just calling him the boss? Because he was Big Boss Man. I was like, why don't you use his old name, Big Bubba Rogers? That was was his name in WCW before. Mm-hmm. Or why didn't you just call him Boss Bubba Rogers, or Bubba Boss Man, Bubble Bass, Bubble and Bass? Is, and why is he a correction <laughs> officer but have a security uh, patch? Because in the corrections facility, he's the security. Well, no, it's it's because after uh, he was shown for uh, having wrongful uh, excessive force with nails. Uh, he lost his job, and now he works at a mall. Oh, yeah, I forgot he fucking... <laughs> 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 fucking nails. Forgot about that shit. <laughs> the prisoner. Remember when Sting fought the prisoner? Oh, my God. Fucking the shit. Prisoner. No, see, this is before you, you got in the show, I think. But, like, there was a... Uh, it was either pay-per-view or... No, it was Beach Blast that... Um, it was one of those things. Sting was like, "There's gonna fight the prisoner." I'm like, "Who the fuck is the prisoner?" It was nails. It was like, "Oh no," and it was shit. And you can tell Sting was not was not satisfied with that match. <laughs> I think it was um, after the White Castle of Terror or whatever that. The White Castle of Fear. Yeah, which is an epic, legendary <laughs> segment that will go down in history. But uh, <laughs> so I'm more, much more interested in this match now that I know Big Boss Man is in it. Yes. Same. I was. I was. I popped. I was like, "Yeah, big boss man." This was a nice surprise. Like boss man's flipping out. He's got the cocaine eyes. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's freaking out. And, then, and he actually psychs Rude out because you know how Rude likes to bully people. And was like, "I'm the I'm the fucking man." And then boss man's like, "I'm gonna put on cocaine and shut up and your ass." And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> he's like, very, it's very aptly time that we're watching this now, and Cocaine Bear is actively in theaters because that's yeah. what it made me think of. He's like just losing his mind. He's fucking spinning that knife stick like he just got his job at fucking Little Caesars, and he's spinning the goddamn sign. He's like earning every penny out there on the street. That mullet guy uh, was fucking excited uh, when he was spinning the fucking nightstick. He was like popping hard for that. So we got Cocaine Bear versus Rick Rude, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the match starts, and they lock up, and it's like bulls trying to outstrength one another, but the boss man. Bubba Cocaine Bear Boss Man gets the upper hand multiple times, and then Rude is forced to cower in the corner each time. And it's just like, man, I know I go on and on about how awesome Rick Rude is, like, psychology-wise and all this other shit. It's like, seriously. (laughs) You want to know how to act like a heel for real? Just watch him, like, in terms of, like, a modern-day context. Uh and then the rule of three applies here, though, because the third time they log up, Rude backs Boss Man in the corner, and then he fucking punches him, and it registers. He actually sells it, like, really well, and then he starts hammering on him. And then that until Rude gets backdropped from, like, 12 feet in the fucking air. <laughs> <laughs> it was a humongous backdrop. 
Uh, it's probably one of the biggest I've seen. And then Bossman yeah. hits a clothesline. He picks Root up and he holds him for a while, gesturing to the crowd. He goes, Rib Breaker. I'm like, okay, there it is. And then Root's selling amazing. He's selling his ass off like he always does. Um, Bossman scoop slams Root and he he punches him or something and Root goes fumbling outside. And then he picks Root up out there and he clobbers him a couple times and he like hangs him upside down on the ropes like on the apron and he starts hitting him a couple times and he gets in the ring and he, he goes to do something, but you can't tell what it is. Cause the cameraman got hit <laughs> by accident. <laughs> and I, I don't know what it was, but I'm sure it was cool. It was a baseball slide. I thought he might've baseball slide hit him, you know, drop kicked him in the back of the head or some shit, but yeah. Uh, which for a guy that size doing something like that, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was like uh, a fucking finishing move, Jesus! Yeah, ba- I'm gonna baseball slide, drop kick you in the back of the head, <laughs> and you're defenseless as you're laying there, like you're just dangling. Yeah, that, that was like a that sounds like a way to finish a match. You could pin a guy with that. I I'd hope so. Yeah. Uh, see, boss man keeps blasting him, and th- this is a fun. This is a funny bit. This is like an old school heel thing. Like Root's still hanging on the ropes, and he's like trying to pull himself up. Like he's on monkey bars or something. He's like, Ugh! and every time he gets up, boss man just goes, Ugh! he punches him in the head and he flops back down. Uh, let's see. I think he gets him in a bear hug until Rube bites him. I didn't. I forgot my E and bite. Mm-hmm. So it was, he bits him. Mm-hmm. He bits him, baby. In the bear hug, he bits him. <laughs> <laughs> Take him home, daddy. Uh, elbow draw, not elbow draw. He elbows him and gets out, and Rude tries to fire up on Bubba, but he just starts throwing bombs and he puts Rude in the corner again. And he eats a big boot, and that's when Rude's on top. He goes to the top rope, goes for a sledge hammer or an axe handle, if you want to call it that. Bossman catches him with a throat thrust. He slams Rude's face in the ground, and he sets him up for that. I don't know what to fucking call that. Or he puts a guy on the ropes like he's hanging on the ropes for like a, like you're gonna get six one nine or something. Oh yeah, but and, he hits him with like the his thigh. Yeah, he like he he teabags him in the back of the head. He it's almost like um it's almost like Adam Cole's last call. The, the, the yeah the, the last shot thing. The last shot, yeah, that's what it's called. Last shot, yeah, where he hits him he hits him with a thigh, except he puts him on the rope, so it's like even worse because he like is like hung on the, the rope with his neck. So it's like sandwiched. Now, it looks like it's going to be fucking brutal, but then he misses it and fucking hits himself in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Austin does that move, too. Uh, yes, he splits... Bossman splits his nut sack in twain. Uh, missing the ropes. <laughs> in twain. In twain. Uh, and then Rude hits a sunset flip on Bossman and gets a three. And I was like, oh! I didn't expect that finish. I, like, it's fine. Um, This was fun for that real short period of time that it was allowed to exist. Uh, I would have liked to see these guys go a little bit longer, like maybe five more minutes. Yeah. Maybe, uh, I don't know, cut the fucking three fat people, the shock master and the, the fucking diabetes match and maybe shorten the, uh, what match was that? The tag the... match coming up next. <laughs> yeah. God, Jesus Christ. It's too yeah. long. Uh, this is really good. Uh, Another match that started cooking and the, the heat got cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, 6.4 out of 10. 
Okay. Yeah, I I enjoyed this match. I kind of want to see more. So hopefully, when we get to another pay per view, they feud again. But probably not. I think we're going to be building the the Ric Flair and, and Rude thing soon. Um. So I give this a six point three out of ten. Yeah. 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 I I fucking loved that Big Boss Man was in this. I, I was still like riding that nostalgia wave because I had a. I remember as a kid, I had a Big Boss Man. Well, action figure has a little nightstick to beat the hell out of people. Um, I was all about the police brutality. This was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who's your favorite wrestler? Big Boss Man. I like that he beats up prisoners. Yeah, I was real, I was real pissed at the Undertaker when he, he fucking hung him and, and executed him in front of all of us. And I was like, shit, why do you do that? It's my favorite. <laughs> because the Undertaker doesn't like fucking narcs. That's why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He gave him the ho ho ho, uh, but uh, <laughs> I gave him I gave a festive this, necktie. A festive necktie, yeah. I, I gave him a six point six. I I really enjoyed it. I do agree. This match could have been a lot better if they had gotten a little more time to go. Um, I really liked the finish, which is funny because it immediately came after a match that had an out of nowhere finish, but was total bullshit. This one was earned. It felt like. Like it didn't feel like bullshit that Rude beat him that way. No, but it felt it felt like this isn't over because he wasn't like totally defeated. He got he got folded up in a trick pin combination thing, and for a guy or a big guy like that, that can be problematic. That's how he got beat. And yeah. for a guy, and for a guy that was like unhinged and crazy, by the way, like there was a part where Rick Rude was taking his sweet ass time getting out of the ring to the point where. The bo- uh, big boss. I'm, I'm, I'm not calling him the boss. Big boss man. Yeah, uh, was like, was just like standing there, staring at him. I thought they yeah. were gonna. I thought he was gonna beat the shit out of him. He just. He was too smart, brother. He was too smart to go out there on the floor. What's your guys' favorite outfits of Big Boss Man? So you have the, you know, obviously when he was heavier, he had that blue uh, uniform. Obviously, this black one, and then you had the special ops in the fucking attitude error. <laughs> oh, when he goes private contractor, he's like a SWAT yeah. fucking guy or some shit. Yeah, uh, I like that one. Is it cheating if I say I liked him when he was Big Bubba Rogers? Is that cheating? No, you can say that. No, I like that because he looks like a Blues Brother. Oh yeah, he, does. Oh, yeah, he straight I, up looks like he's from the Blues Brothers. No, I, I like uh, I, I like the the original Big Boss Man police. Like the straight up like county county police blue blue uniform to me that was my my preferred, but teach your own. Uh, the only thing I remember about uh, the uh, spec ops one is well, I actually remember three things: uh, the dog ma- uh, match from hell where the dogs are like fucking and shitting on the floor and nobody's <laughs> watching the match because the dogs are fucking and shitting on the floor. <laughs> whatever, whatever, big boss man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking drives a car and, and rolls away with the big show's dad or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I loved unhinged asshole big boss man. That was, that was incredible. And then whenever he's fucking executed in front of everyone, like that's remember. Well, the Undertaker saw the deeds this dude was committing. He's like, this guy has to be stopped. So he fucking executed him. <laughs> Yeah, he said, fuck it, I'm done with this guy. Killing people's dogs and fucking feeding them to him and shit. Like, the God, what a fucked up story. Fucking Eric Cartman becomes a cop, and then it becomes a pro wrestler. <laughs> Big boss man. It's a pretty great summary for, like, Attitude Era boss man. <laughs> it really is. 
Uh, Every time I watch that thing with him, with him interrupting Big Show's dad's funeral, it's I laugh the whole time. It's oh so God, fucking he amazing. Jumps up, he jumps on it and falls off. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Uh, uh, he repoed his dad. <laughs> so, <laughs> next match is uh, Sting and Road Warrior Hawk against the Nasty Boys, Bebop and Rocksteady, who are the tag team champions. With Missy Hyatt, um, I like Missy Hyatt. Well, yeah, anybody <laughs> with any kind of uh, any man of culture does. Uh, so she's she's wearing this hot pink thing that they say it's a dress. It's kind of not really a dress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's straight up wearing like fucking lingerie more or less, and uh, she's got a whip. And yeah, you know Jesse's making jokes about whips and shit. It's funny. This and then that's I pointed out the dude with the epic mullet was waving like dollar bills at her. It's fucking great. Take it off. Shut up. <laughs> uh, Sting and Rocksteady start. So if you don't not catching on this, this might seem like a joke. Like I'm I'm fucking taking the piss out of them, out of the nasty boys. I'm not. This is this is endearing by me. I call them Bebop and Rocksteady because I feel like if there was a Ninja Turtles, a third Ninja Turtles movie that didn't fucking suck, uh, and they wanted to put Bebop and Rocksteady in it live action, it would be the Nasty Boys. They would be that, that's what they would look like before they got turned into Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, hum- because of that whole like thing where humans tried the uh, the fucking ooze or whatever, and then they turn into weird ass fucking animals or some shit. It's that's it's fair. That's yeah, the nasty nasty boys really do fit that. It's, like it's, this said, is it's, what they remind me of, like the way they act and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, their whole dynamic and and Bebop is uh, Sags and Knobs is Rocksteady. So there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, Sting Rocksteady starts off. The Sting does some arm drags and he's outmaneuvering the shit out of him. He's hitting his quick punches, you know, and shit, doing his his Sting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sting knocks Rocksteady over the ropes and does not get DQ'd, by the way, but whatever, it's not their fault. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) I missed it. I'm so mad now. (laughs) Sting tries to... Bebop tries to interfere, but Sting stops him, too, and then he flops to the floor, and then Hawk comes in and just (laughs) picks Sting up in a military press and throws him outside to the floor. (laughs) I'm like, yeah! That was fucking cool. I didn't expect that to just happen out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a spot that he couldn't do with Animal, I guess. Did, did they ever do that? I don't remember them doing that. I don't remember either. Um, Bebop tags in, and he's yelling at Hawk like he wants to fight him. So Sting is like, fine, and he tags Hawk. And then Hawk just starts beating the piss out of him. <laughs> he's just, like, swinging and throwing bombs, like these big overhand punches, like, wham! Like, he's, he's putting his whole body into it. And then, like, he just does, like, a flare flop pretty much after that, after like 10 of them. Then he's like, he's starting to hit a lot of his, his uh, Hawk is starting to hit a lot of his bigger moves, like drop kick. He does the big fist drop, you know, where he jumps real high in the air and hits him. And then he does the flying shoulder block. It's all, that's cool. Uh, and then Bebop rolls out of the ring. He tries to run, but Hawk chases him back into the ring. And then, Sting, he, he just, he, he's starting to work his arm, and then Sting gets tagged in. And he does some shit until he gets a thumb to the eye. <laughs> and then Rocksteady comes in. And it's back and forth shit for a while after that. 
Um, and like, I'm enjoying the match pretty much up to this, a certain point. It's like, it gets to a point where I'm like, how long are they going to go? Cause I feel like this went longer than it needed to for like, just for what it was. Cause I think we've talked about this before. We're like, okay. Like ever since the nasty boys became champions, I, I think at first we're like, Oh, it's the nasty boys. And then they kind of grow on you like a weird fungus. Mm-hmm. Like they have their range that they're good at. They're, they're good at this weird, we're these asshole street fighter guys who just brawl and they have a way that they can get heat and stuff. Uh, but I feel like you can't go, if you're doing a nasty boys match, 10 minutes is probably best. Don't go past 15. That's like the point of no return. Oh yeah. This match was 29 minutes and 10 seconds. It was, it was twice as long as it needed to be at maximum. Because <laughs> it got to a point where I was like, oh, the, the Bebop and Rocksteady have exhausted all of their offense, and now they're just doing, like, rest holds. And holy shit, they get heat forever at a certain point. They get Sting in there, and they're getting heat on Sting. And I swear to God, I think Rocksteady put Sting in a fucking camel clutch for, like, four minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, this is too much. <laughs> That goes on for a bit until, um, Jesus. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote a bunch of notes, but I was kind of doing it out of like, out of habit and partially because I needed to stay awake because I was starting to nod off. I was like, oh my God, this is too long. I think they purposely killed this match and made it longer so that they could be all hyped up when Ric Flair and Vader come out. Yeah. I mean, but they I think it would have. Oh, go ahead. But they should have done that at the 15 minute mark, where they just they did the 15 minutes and then had the part where Missy Hyatt gets on and gets the DQ, and then we move on to the Vader and and uh, Ric Flair match. But instead, they did this awkward thing where Missy Hyatt was trying to use the whip, but she never got because the referee was always staring her at her, probably because of her tits were popping out. Um, and he was probably getting distracted. Um, but like, I don't know. It, it, I don't mind it. I'm with you. It just went way too long. And I kind of did nod a couple of times in that match. Yeah. Uh, like... I did fucking mind it. I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I gotta stay consistent, right? Sure. 30 fucking minute match and that's how you're going to fucking end it? Are you kidding me? You could have done that two minutes in the goddamn match if that's what you were going to do is have her just get involved and just get a DQ. Meanwhile, the rest of the, the night people have been getting involved and the ref sees it and goes, hmm, and he just whips his fucking yep. mullet back and says, uh, keep going. Mm-hmm. Even Jesse so, says, like, they're going to DQ them for that? For Missy Hyatt getting involved? Because... <laughs> it's like, it almost seemed like it was a mistimed thing, and then the ref, like, it was too blatant that he saw it, and they were just like, fuck. Well, fuck, I can't <laughs> do anything else, exactly. Like, it happens sometimes. It just it seemed like a total clusterfuck, but for a match to last that long, that match lasted longer than, like, three of the other matches on the card combined, but you ended it in such a flat way, just a big... Yep, I would have... 
It's like me and Dubs was saying while you were you were off camera muted for a little bit there. I was um, listening. Yeah. I heard. They they got a range, they far exceeded it. I think you still could have got away with a DQ at fifteen minutes and it wouldn't have absolutely. been that bad. Oh absolutely. I, I I agree. Sorry, continue. And, and you could have gave the other f- fourteen minutes to like I don't know, Rude and Boss Man and Austin and Dustin, and maybe their match wouldn't have been as fucking stupid. Well, or something. <laughs> here's what I thought was going to happen. Um, because Missy Hyatt was like, you know, dressing slutty and shit. Um, I thought they were going to do an angle because I'm like, this is. I mean, I know Sting and you have to have the baby faces together, but Sting was with Animal. I'm like, that's kind of a weird combo for me a little bit. No, brother, and, that's Hawk, not Animal. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Hawk. Uh, <laughs> but I thought what was going to happen is that Missy Hyatt was going to come up and, like, flash him with her bra on. And, like, Hawk is like, woo, and, and then, like, gets pinned. And the, the you know, the nasty boys win. But, no, we got this lame Missy Hyatt with a fucking Catwoman whip and then the fucking DQ. And I was like, man, this sucks. <laughs> Another. Yeah, but- that was the, oh, what was D- another dusty DQ baby. Mr. Hyatt's gonna jump on her back like a damn spider monkey and he's gonna get DQ'd. <laughs> That's the end. Uh, I was like, that was my reaction. I was like, oh, come on, a, a DQ finish after all that shit. It's like, I wasn't like keeping track of the time of the match. I just know it was like way longer than it needed to be. Yep, 29 um, minutes and 10 seconds. God damn, you feel it. Uh, <laughs> And I was my final thoughts on this is like it was shaping up to be a decent match, and then it went way too long, and there was a really long boring heat spot with Sting, and it ruined the match's standing with like another fucking DQ. Yeah, I still for, think the not even just any DQ, a flat DQ, a really flat one. It wasn't like anything good really happened in it. Uh, Nasty shouldn't wrestle longer than fifteen minutes. Nothing against them. I'm not saying it's it's just. Everybody's got a range. Not everybody mm-hmm. can wrestle fucking 30 minutes. And some guys can't even wrestle 10. Uh, they're 10-15 they're to me. Bill Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. Hey, the Nasty Boys can out-wrestle Goldberg. How about that? Anybody can out-wrestle Goldberg. Fuck. Can Bray Wyatt? No. Actually, fuck, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Bray Wyatt is the new Goldberg now. Zing! <laughs> <laughs> What do you guys? You guys have any final thoughts about this? Final thoughts, uh, like I said, way too long. Um, it's still an okay match for me because Sting. I mean, Sting always lightens the mood. Sting's awesome, uh, yeah. especially during this period. And you know, Hawk, and, you know, and like I said, Nasties are entertaining in their own way. Mm-hmm. So I won't give it a below five. So I'm just going to give it a, an okay average, which is a five out of ten. Yeah, I had it marked as a 6 out of 10 match that was starting to push because of time, but it had a negative 2 finish. So, I, and I'm kind of in the same boat as you. It's like, I feel bad giving it giving it something below 5 because it's like the, the actual match work and stuff was all right. But, fuck, that finish sucked. Mm. Um, but I'm gonna, I don't want to be too too hypocritical. Um I and now we talk about I'm angrier. I initially had it marked at five. I think I'm gonna go lower. I'm I'm gonna go four point eight. I give us a five point two. 
Okay. <laughs> we keep hitting this average where you and I are like way on different ends and Dub's right in the middle. Well, it's not like way on different because it's like we're still in like a five-point Except for that last match, I think the, mm-hmm. the or the Dustin Austin one. Oh yeah, that's the only one that's been a wild one because I just like didn't give a fuck. I was so mad about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I tend to, I I tend to have a cooler head unless IRS is involved or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hate the fucking IRS, so you know. Yeah, in but, in wrestling and in real life. But yeah, uh, just it was just too long. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest problem, I think. Uh, now the main event. Uh, Vader with Harley Race versus Ric Flair with WCW World Heavyweight Ooh. Championship. If Ric Flair loses, he retires. So. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading my notes. I'm just trying yeah, to see. That's fine. Man, I wrote way too much about this. <laughs> I'm going to try to not read everything. So, uh, they lock up a few times. Invader just shoves Flair away. And it's just showing Vader's like way stronger than Flair. He weighs like two of Flair. <laughs> so uh Invader does or not Vader. Flair does a great job of like just selling like how fucking powerful and devastating Vader is, really, through this whole match. Uh it's it's he's doing the like it, at first it's like he's just getting thrown around and he's getting the shit beaten out of him. But then when Vader starts slamming him and stuff, or like he does the the, the nutsack elbow drop, <laughs> he just drops all of his weight on your nuts. <laughs> and Flair's like, ah, God! <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> Sound like he was dying at certain points in this match. <laughs> Yeah, especially with the elbow drops. That's <laughs> like, one of my favorite flare cells is when Vader does that elbow drop to Flair and he's just like he's dying. It's like he's being gutted or some shit. Uh but uh or like the simple thing here, Vader puts his hands on Flair, he finally really gets a hold of him for a second, puts him in a wrist lock, and Flair just drops to his knees immediately, he's like, ah like he's he's ripping his arm out of socket. Uh and, you know, Vader does his Vader shit. He's, he gets guy in the corner, pummels him, and then he starts doing power moves. He press slams Flair out in the fucking floor. He press, or uh, then he press, you know, he press slams him first in the ring, and then they go out in the floor, and he press slams him on the railing. Oh, I actually have some history here. <laughs> uh, sorry to, like, uh, go, go off track a little bit, That's but a- apparently. Because when Ric Flair came to back, uh, returned to WCW in 1993, he didn't make much of a mark in the title scene. Obviously, you know, we're seeing that differently now, but he was supposed to actually, you know, retire and uh, right off in the sunset with dignity, pretty much, because, you know, nothing was happening in the world title picture. Uh, but a little thing happened. Sid Vicious tried to stab Arn Anderson with scissors, and that changed a lot of dynamics to what we got right now. Oh, the infamous scissor story. I forgot about that. Yeah. See, Sid originally tried to invent scissor me daddy ass, but Arn <laughs> wasn't having any of that. And yeah, everybody loves the acclaimed. Uh, and then Arn didn't understand that new fucking bohemian jazz about scissoring, and 
they they had a fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't know that happened this year. <laughs> mm. I was wondering why where Sid was. Now that makes sense. I'm like, where the fuck Sid? Yeah, he left. <laughs> where does he get? Where did he go? He didn't go back to WWF. Obviously, it's one of those softball hiatuses after stabbing someone with scissors. He just fucking plays. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to go play softball in Arkansas. It's fine. Yeah. Well, it, it does make a lot of sense because I was wondering the same thing. Like, was like why the fuck is Parker with uh, with Steve Austin and, and Sid's gone all of a sudden? And, like, they did reference it, I think, on the last event we watched, Battle Bowl. Vader very briefly referenced, I think, building up whenever Flair signed to fight him. That he destroyed uh, Vicious, like he turned yeah. on him and destroyed him. So like they they must have had something that happened on some other like a little house show or a little thing where they just wrote him off and said that was it. Yeah, so, Saturday night they probably showed him getting his ass kicked. Yeah, and that was like their way to end it because it's like, well, yeah, you fucking stabbed Arn Anderson. I don't know what you thought would happen. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> At least he didn't have to wrestle with Paul Roma anymore. Whoa, shit. Actually, that should have been his punishment. It's like, you have to wrestle and lose to Paul Roma clean. Oh, fuck. And Sim was like, I'd rather kill myself. Fuck you guys. And he left. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame him either. If that was his stipulation, then fuck that. I'd be like, I'm going to go play softball for a year. I'll see you later. <laughs> He's actually done that. He, he walked He's like, I fucking love Sid. <laughs> He's like, gets called, and Vince's like, where are you? I'm playing softball. I was like, what? get back over here. Fuck you. I'm playing softball. He's like, no. Bye. <laughs> well, Cornette told this story one time about Sid where uh, he was something. He was supposed to do something on Raw, and he wasn't fucking happy about it or some shit. So he made up this story that he felt like he was having a heart attack. Like the, the ultimate, oh, I feel sick, mom. I don't can't go to school. He he went to a heart attack, and then they were going to take him to the hospital. And he told the guy, "No, just take me to the hotel." And he did. <laughs> he took him to the fucking hotel, and he didn't come back. So he's like, oh, "I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Just take me to the hotel. I'll be okay." <laughs> oh, the balls on that guy. Of course, who's going to tell him no? But <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, they're out there on the floor now, and then like Vader sets up Flair, like he whips him into the railing, and he's going to do the body block thing, and but v- Vader misses because so he just fucking splashes the railing, and Flair starts firing up, hitting some punches and chops, and he throws Vader in the post where he sucks pole. Vader mm-hmm. sucked pole. We saw it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just when he thinks you got the advantage. Harley stops him. He's getting ready to get back in the ring, and Harley like hits him a couple times, and Vader's back in control. <laughs> uh, Vader's like doing suplex tosses to Flair. You know the thing where you suplex a guy, but you're so big and powerful, you just you don't drop. You just fucking throw them. <laughs> God, launched him everywhere in this match. It was amazing. Yeah, he was throwing him like halfway across the ring with that shit. It's it's very apparent at the end of the match, like afterwards, Flair got the shit beat out of him. It was real. I mean, Vader when that's Vader's nature. He's it's gonna not feel great, but 
it'll be a good match. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, Vader's in control for most of the match. Again, he's just like he's beating on Flair. Flair is he'll try to fight back and hit a few chops, and Flair or Vader just no sells it practically. Like he'll get chopped and he'll like kind of like recoil a little bit. He'll chop him again and then he'll just look at him and then just punch him once and it's like over. Uh, where are we where are we at? This is this is where Flair starts to come back a little bit. He he gets up and he starts throwing some chops and punches after Vader misses a second rope splash. And then Flair, this is I thought this was cool. He goes to the top rope and he starts doing like Ricky Steamboat flying chops from the top rope, which is like I thought that was a neat little you know callback homage thing. Uh, and he hits like three of them. And it's like, oh boy, like Flair's coming back. Nope, Vader clotheslines the fuck out of him and he cuts him off. <laughs> that's like the running theme of this match. Is like Flair will build up a little bit of momentum and Vader will hit one move and it'll, it'll cut him off and he'll go back to beating the shit out of him. Uh, this surprised me, though. Uh, after that, Vader picks him up and he goes, it's over! And it's a fucking <laughs> superplex. Vader does a superplex. And it didn't finish him. Uh, so instead, he decided to elbow drop him in the fucking nards again. <laughs> it's, ugh, that, that move looks rough. And the whole thing, just like he hits him, he catches him there with his weight, but then he also gets the elbow like right into like the gut, just underneath like the rib cage, and, and Flair just <laughs> pops up. Ugh! God! <laughs> I was like, I wrote, Flair is screaming for God, and he's bleeding from the mouth, shouting in pain. <laughs> uh. Where where else can we go? Uh, as some this this is where Flair starts his real comeback. Uh, Vader goes to the body block Flair in the corner and he sells it, and then he starts beating the shit out of him in the middle of the ring. And then out of nowhere, Flair just gets up and he starts swinging for the fences. He starts throwing punches, chops, all this stuff. He knocks Vader down, and he manages to like kind of drag him to the corner, of the post, and he he wraps his leg around the post. And then Harley's trying to stop him, but that causes the referee to get distracted by him. So Flair grabs a chair and just hits Vader in the knee with it. And then Harley's freaking out and shit. It's two Flair's advantage, so he keeps taking advantage. So he grabs another chair and hits Vader in the head. It's too bad they don't have like the, the real chairs. It's like these plastic chairs that you used to sit in in, high, in school, like grade school or something. Or like some kind of fucking auditorium. But still, it works, I guess. Uh, let's see. I lost my place. There it is. Uh, yeah, Flair starts hitting a bunch of really snug-looking punches and shit. He gives him in the ring. And then he starts to go for the figure four. But then Vader kicks him off. It kicks him all the way across the fucking ring when he does it. Uh, goes for Vader bomb. Misses. Flair gets up, does figure four, crowd starts going ape shit. That's when Harley gets up on the apron, and he's like got his jacket off. He took his jacket off, and he's like yelling and shouting and everything. Uh, Vader manages to get out of it. He grabs the rope. He pulls himself up in the corner. Flair's like going to get him, but he, he just eats a boot. And then he does another nard elbow drop. <laughs> and then Vader goes to the top rope, and he goes for the moonsault. I'm like, it's over. But he misses. Flair rolled out of the way, and like 
he can't really do anything, so he just covers him. And like Harley sees this, and he gets up on the top rope at, as Flair's covered him. This is like one of my favorite parts of the match. He's like gonna he's gonna headbutt Flair. That was one. Of, I think that was Harley's finisher was a flying headbutt. It was, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's like one, two, and like when he hits two, he jumps. This was timed perfectly. And we Flair's knocked off because Vader powered out at two. He headbutts Vader. He gets him with a fucking Thurman Merman diving headbutt. <laughs> uh, and then after that, Flair takes Vandy, starts beating on Vader again, and eats some chops. And then Vader body blocks him, and he like takes a moment to like kind of like collect himself because he's fucked up. And the, but Flair manages to like get up, and he kind of grabs his leg. And Vader like stumbles because he loses his balance, and Flair stacks him up and pins him for three. My God, the pop! It was huge. It was, the pop, the pop off of that finish is so fucking satisfying. It was great. Um, I like the finish. Uh, it's okay because back in those days, you didn't get the, you didn't get WWE that abused the fuck out of like that roll up shit or and, so many finishers. In in this case, it's a little bit more believable that if this is how Ric Flair has to beat Vader. Well, it's a to, fucking battle. Yeah, it's a yeah. Like he's not gonna knock Vader out unless he's using weapons or some shit. The only thing I like, I rolled my eyes is like every time Ric Flair used a chair and it wasn't a fold up chair. It was like that. Yeah, that sitting chair and it it, it almost had like a Hulk Hogan dunk thing, but it was like funk <laughs> and. <laughs> He Hit tried him. his best with it. It's it's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great match. Good finish. Vader is protected because he clearly wasn't like totally defeated. And Vader endured, or Flair endured Vader's onslaught and kept coming back from underneath. It was great psychology and all that shit. Uh, Did he have any more kids after this? No. Thank you, Vader. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Vader ended his his reproduction rights. Yeah, he shut down the, the ride. the The factory's closed. He crushed Space Mountain. He crushed Space Mountain. The rails, literally, are, the rails are broken on Space Mountain. <laughs> he derailed oh, Space Mountain. <laughs> what'd, you give, uh, what'd you give it? Eight point four out of ten. Okay, I gave it an eight point seven out of ten. Um, oh. I thought it was a nice, solid match. I also like what Harley Race did, because after Vader dominated most of the beginning of the match, that's when Ric Flair started turning. And Mm -hmm. because Harley knows Ric Flair, it was like he was afraid, like something turned on. And I like that Harley Race sold that a lot. Yeah, because he knows, because he lost to Flair back in 83. Mm Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. they made sure to tell everybody about that. It's like, Flair B. Harley raced for the world title in 1983, and he never was a world champion again. It's like, fuck. It's like you said he killed his career or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, again, they, they put effort into making the story relevant, especially to what's going on in, in current times. It's tying into the, this stipulation where you really might think, oh, okay, Ray Flair might actually retire, given what all of it that he's done, given the, all the circumstance around this, who he's facing, everything. It's like, how's he going to beat him? How are they going to make this believable? Uh, 
the in particular mid match when they get to the point where Flair's making his comeback and Flair like this is the one of those things where if you're gonna become a wrestler, you should watch this very closely to learn how to properly make a comeback and become so explosive mm-hmm. and still be able to sell the battle. Like th- this match is a, is a clinic this is one of my favorite flair matches. Um, and again, that the pops just so satisfying for it to finish. It's also a great example of how a match can be a struggle in a battle and you can finish a, a match with an out of nowhere stack. Like this is one of those matches where it makes all the sense in the world and the other guy's protected, and it's okay. And I, I fucking love this match. Um, I would say, it, in terms of flair matches, it's it's in my top five. Um, there are definitely better ones, like uh, the Steamboat match. There's the... Um, uh, I have a fond uh, thing for some of his matches with Sting, uh, some that maybe others don't have much fondness for but that's probably nostalgia uh and then of course like the the all-time great is the Shawn michaels match like his actual retirement match oh fuck i love that match um that all being said i'll stop praising all all that uh i i gave this an 8.8 out of 10 i'm gonna bump mine up to 8.5 yeah all right before we get it because it's not over yet because there's some stuff going on. I just wanted to point this out since we uh, talked about Sid Vicious. Oh my! What happened to my car? Go back! Where are you? Go back! Go back! Go back! Hey Moses, where's my car, man? <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> one of my favorite all-time things he ever did. He just he just got his bag. He walks out. Oh my god! <laughs> just, like, how did he do that? Like, how did he compact his car like that? And then he, he can't do anything but scream Goldberg. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking great. Uh, thank you. Him. I'm so glad I asked for that. Ask and you shall receive. Thank you. Oh, pick me up. Uh, no, that that's just so funny. It's one of my favorite things about. <laughs> it's angry fucking Goldberg. It's also like the, the classic line: "I'm twice the man you are, but I have half the brain that you do." And then Nash is just like, "Yeah." <laughs> oh man. So this pay-per-view was shit besides a couple of matches. It ended up being like a one-match show. Yeah. But, really? Uh, oh, this is one of those deals. Like, this happens sometimes in old WWF, too, where, like, one match is just, like, it's, to use lack of better terms, it's there's a five-star match or, you know, very close to a five-star match, but everything else is just turd. So you got to endure the shit to get to the gold. Or you can just speed up and fast forward to the, the part you want to watch and watch that just one match. But uh, that's totally what this pay-per-view is. Yeah. So, so uh, You want to talk about the stuff at the end? Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's, yeah we can quickly cover it. I, I mean, it just fucking derailed me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Uh, oh, yeah. He, so basically, Vader is in the back and 
Eric Bischoff is going to try to interview him, but he goes ape shit, and he's like, I want him! I want him! And he's, like, wrecking shit. Meanwhile, I'm really confused because the room's covered in a bunch of fucking plastic. Like, someone's about to be murdered back there. Like, wall it up. <laughs> I don't know why it's covered in plastic. I'm so confused. I think uh, what they I think what they were going to do is, like, you know, like, when teams win a championship and they have champagne and they're fucking, you know, doing that? Mm. I truly... I truly think they oh. ran out of time because of the fucking twenty nine minute tag team match. Mm. They're, they're just like, oh, we gotta hug all you know, hug all the family members and watch the older son just fucking nuts. No soul, his father just winning. <laughs> Poor David. His mouth was not even open. He was just like, well, he was just looking straight ahead, staring out into space, thinking oh. about how fucking Vince Russo is gonna use him. Oh boy! Yeah, <laughs> I like the the stuff with Flair. Like he got like really emotional and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. And then Sting showed up, and then he was like, "I respect you, brother." And and I almost bet against you, but hey, <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> you're the best. And then Steamboat shows up, and he's like, "I'm honored, brother. I'm honored to be here. This is great. You're an 11 time champion. Good job." That's when Steamboat started handshaking everyone as he walked off. (laughs) He's the one that started that trend where you have to shake everybody's hand backstage. Where you get like you get fucked by by management in WWE or something. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh got any final thoughts about this this whole thing? No. Just shit shit pay per view with a couple of okay matches, but a really amazing main event. Um, an all comment- time, right? Like an all time main event, but yeah. just everything else is a bunch of turds, except yeah. for a couple of okay things. And uh, commentary, I would say, saved some of the shitty moments with some funny things. So I'll I'll give commentary a plus on that. Uh, but I'm gonna give this a six point two out of ten. Pay per view. Yeah, I I'll give them credit. In in some weird fucky way. They managed to make Max Payne one of the highlights of a pay-per-view. And I hate Max Payne. I know. Like that, that they may they managed to like legitimately make him stand out. I mean, if I go back and look at my stuff, I think that was the third my third highest rated match. <laughs> like, what's happening? Oh shit! They, they, uh, they stumbled. They may have stumbled on his his niche. Uh, you know, how some guys are not very exciting singles wrestlers at all, but mm-hmm. you can put them in a tag team. And it's like somehow they're better. Yeah. It's like, it's like when they had the Rusev day and uh, that Aiden English, whatever his name was. Aiden English. Yeah. yeah. Like when he teamed up with Rusev, it was like, so good. I don't know why. But... My favorite, my favorite example of that is Seamus. Like so I know some people have different opinions about it, but I, I always found him kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a singles wrestler, but when he was in a tag team with somebody, it, 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 it could be anybody. Ru- oh, wait, no, uh, Cesaro, I'm sorry. What? Cesaro, he's he's teaming with uh, his fucking little buddies there for a while, and then he's teaming with Drew. But I'm not saying he never had any good singles matches. The bang Bros. <laughs> Once in a while. Bro. The Banger Bros. Like, man, that was a mistake. <laughs> oh, my God. What kind of vehicle should we try? <laughs> for legal reasons we can't tell you what one <laughs> yeah um 
let's see. Inconsistent booking, the going over the top rope thing, it sucks. Uh, it took away from several matches, unfortunately. Uh, mean, really mediocre Starcade. And I hope WCW can have a better 1994, but I'm not going to get my hopes up. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, it's it's weird. It's like here's the main thing. I'll go ahead and give your your score first. I'll ask my thing after. Five point eight out of ten. Okay, so this is one of these deals where if you describe it to someone and ask and ask them if they'd watch it or if they've already seen it, would they watch it again? It's thinking, okay, you have this this pay per view. It's gonna be three three hours, and about two and a half hours of it are gonna hurt. But but half an hour, like twenty, it was solidly twenty, twenty five minutes, is going to be just like top tier. We be the good shit. It's gonna be it's gonna be the be, the best of the best that you can get at the time, right? Good it's, shit. It's gonna be the good shit. Do you watch it all again? Mm, is no. it worth? Is it worth watching it all again? No, no. But you definitely go back and just watch the flare match from time to time, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have a question. They did mention that there's going to be a commissioner. Who's the commissioner? I don't know. Actually, are we transitioning to Uncle Eric Town yet? Is he starting to gain some traction? Uh, not yet. He isn't. Well, he's becoming more of an influence backstage, but he doesn't become an on-air authority figure <clears throat> until like. When it comes out, like I'm in the NWO, fuck you all. That's like when that gets revealed. Who the fuck He's... is Nick Bockwinkle? Who the fuck is that? Nick Bockwinkle. He he was an AWA champion, and he was like, you know, he was kind of hot shit back in the seventies and stuff. He's the commissioner in '94. Well, that's interesting. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, he's like a really famous heel. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's the prototypical smart guy heel. Who has like a big vocabulary? He makes you feel fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, he was the uh, at least in terms of like interviews and stuff. One of Triple H's uh, big inspirations, like that was one of his uh, heroes. He looked up to him and Harley Race. Those were his mm-hmm. two big ones. So, uh, yeah, I again, it's weird. I hate giving the overall show anything terrible because the main event is so damn good. I'd almost recommend someone watch this pay-per-view once because the main event's so good, but thankfully you can just watch the main event without anything else. No. You just tell them I, to watch the match. <laughs> I, I, Yeah, exactly. Just watch the match instead. I would give this a 6 out of 10. I'll, I'll stick right in between. And, and that's even with me, me taking the good and, and the bad and then the, the ugly and the fat. What's, what's funny is, uh, as we talked about this show, I dropped a lot of my scores. <laughs> yeah, I a couple didn't change, like the uh, the rude and and boss man match, uh, and the the cactus the, the the match with cactus and all of them, uh, those stayed the same. And actually, I bumped the flare Vader match up by one decimal point. Mm-hmm. But uh, all the other ones dropped significantly when we started talking about. Them. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I had I had some changes too. I. I had a couple that mostly ones that dropped. I don't think I raised anything, but like I felt pretty strongly about what I had with as something that was high versus not. But but yeah, I, I don't know. It's 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 weird to say that this is a six because it's a very weird shifty six. 
again, it's just a yeah, it's effectively a nine with a, with some threes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, that averages out, right? Anyway, that's anything else you guys have to say about this before we, we move on and get on to some, some raw, which No, I just I wanna get away from this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, Let's be more positive. It. Maybe. Maybe. So, <laughs> well, well December twenty seventh Raw. Uh they recap what happened with uh, Native American superstar to talk his match against Ludwig Borga, the the formed a table Brock Lesnar. The bloodline Tatanka. Then we see Vince standing between the Quebecers, and they're the guest <sighs> commentators tonight. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and then they're doing a thing where Pierre will only speak French. Francais, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> I fucking love this. <laughs> he, he, he's asking, is he ever going to speak English? Like, one day he might. He's got to learn how to read. <laughs> <laughs> they're... I have mixed feelings about them on commentary. Too many uh, puns. Jacques, especially. Like, sometimes he says something funny, but a lot of time he has, like, fucking... My biggest thing is he laughs at his own jokes too much. Mm-hmm. Too much. He's too much of... <laughs> I'm like... No. <laughs> He's uh, Jerry the King Lawler if he was Canadian. Lawler's funnier than that. Yeah, but uh, he's, like, trying to imitate King in a way. Yeah, you could say he's French Canadian king, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just kept thinking about how he fucking knocked all a goddamn dynamite kid's teeth out of his head. That's I just I can't not think about that every time I see. Oh him. yeah, the fucking roll of quarters. Yeah, <laughs> it's the guy. Yeah, he did. He fucking knocked those teeth out. He's like, I punched the shit out of him. <laughs> say, he Charlie Murphy his ass. <laughs> you could say he ruined his life, honestly. Yeah, kind of knocked those that, teeth out at that point. It was all downhill from there. Uh, that is true, as, as the story goes. Can we call him Putin King? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it just, it's, I don't know. It, it, well, French Canadian King, Canadian sure. Poutine is the Canadian dish. Poutine yeah, King. It, it's the French fries and fucking cheese curds and fucking gravy, gravy. and shit. It's just delicious. It yeah, good. It, it's actually really, really good. But it's it's super Canadian, so he's Canadian King, Poutine King. All right, I'll allow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, first match is Lex Luger versus Barry Horowitz. And uh, why is Barry Horowitz getting that much offense in this match? That's that was my thing. I was like, okay, <laughs> Lex Luger starts out, and he gets an arm drag, and then Barry hits a knee lift, and then he starts beating Luger up. Yeah. <laughs> and he beats Luger up for like, I feel like two and a half minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I thought Lex was main event. Like, why is this, Barry Horowitz beating the shit out of him? Why is this jobber, almost jobber, fucking uh, beating up on Lex when Lex Barry is supposed Horowitz. to be the man? Barry, Barry Horowitz is like a super jobber. He he's, is, like the, he, he's like the jobber that doesn't job, but he he's, does. He's like the quintessential jobber. Do you think Do you think either Lex was out of it, or do you think Barry Horowitz is like, I'm going to business for myself? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't know. See... I think Lex is kind of all business. And what I mean by that is like when they tell Vince is like, all right, Lex, this is what you're going to do, pal. Barry Horowitz is going to beat you up. And then in his mind, for some reason, he thought this would work. You know how Vince is. And sometimes that shit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is one of those things. Like he, I think in his mind, he thinks Lex is going to look resilient. But to me, some nerd is beating the shit out of Lex Luger. 
It's like, when, like a dumbass, yeah. It's like when Big Show showed up for the first time and Vince told Big Show to fucking throw Stone Cold against the ring really hard because uh, Vince thought he was not going to sell it. Stone Cold. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes he just has weird ideas about shit that doesn't work, and this is one of them. Yeah, the thing I'm reading here that I have like it, it talks about how it, it seems like he's trying to get over the that Luger's gonna Hulk up. Basically he's trying to replace the hulking up, so the idea is that if he beats him up and then he powers through it and then hulks up, then he'll he'll like everyone's like, Oh, they'll get behind him, it's a comeback. But it makes no sense. Because no. like again, we've been talking about it's like like Mike Tyson was fighting a a, a kid with polio and and he took a couple uh, beats to the chin and then and got knocked down and then got back up after the, like a a four count and was like nah kid I'm gonna beat the shit out of you and he and he just knocked the kid the fuck out like it doesn't yeah. make any sense like you just you would do that to begin with I don't I don't need to see the the comeback story so no and plus at this point this is just another case of where like Vince is a little bit out of touch with this right now he's trying to replicate that Hulk Hogan shit and you, you kind of can't. He doesn't realize it yet. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to see, especially that audience now, they don't want to see that anymore. That that doesn't really work. It's like watching a metaphor for a bad breakup. Yeah. It's like, hey, I've moved on. Look, look, look at this one. Look, look, this is my girlfriend. Look, she's so pretty. People yeah. Are, people are over that Hulk Hogan, Hulk up, Ultimate Warrior shit now. They're They're more into what Bret Hart's doing and Shawn Michaels and they like Razor and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're into baby faces that can get beat up a little bit and maybe even lose once in a while. <laughs> uh, not that Shawn's a baby face. That's later. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fluger finally does fire up after this guy beats the shit out of him for two minutes. <laughs> it's a clothesline and a power slam and a, a superplex and pins him for three. And I'm like, well, I like that he... Uh, he finished the guy with a superplex. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, because I hate it. That's one of the biggest things I hate about modern wrestling is people do a superplex. And then they immediately float over and cradle the guy. It's like the guy that got superplexed cradles the dude that delivered it on him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? Did it not hurt? <laughs> There's a very specific... I know what they're doing because I can't remember who did the spot first. I want to feel like uh, I feel like I want to say it was something Bret Hart did, but I'm not 100 percent sure of that. Where somebody did a superplex to Bret, and the way that it landed, it looked like he was almost about to roll over on him, and he had the wherewithal to hook his leg and pin him. But that's the thing is, it never looks like that when they do it. It looks like they just took it, lay there for a second, and then hook the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like- strange. It's not how it works. Uh, let alone Seth Rollins doing it, and then he gets up immediately and does like a fucking Falcon arrow. I'm like, God damn it! And then, it, and then it's not even a fucking finish. It's a, it's two count. That should finish a guy. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's a stupid move, like uh, whatever. I'm done ranting about that. A squash. Yeah, weird, weird ass squash. That's what I put. Mm-hmm. Uh, they then they show us the recap of that match back in October with one, two, three kid and Mario Gennetti and Johnny Polo's out there being an asshole talking about, like, I could beat both these guys. And that was the buildup for this match. Basically. (laughs) 
He's like, we're getting Johnny Polo versus Mario Gennetti. And Vince is like, that's because he said he could beat him, right? And then and them and Jacques are arguing for a little bit. And then he goes back to Johnny Polo backstage. And he calls McMahon. He's like, yeah, I'm ready, McMoron. Go ahead. And he's like, mm-hmm. hey. <laughs> so you kind of realize for a sec what he did. And I'm going to call it right now. Uh, I guess this is a Bobby Heenan thing, and he's kind of doing it too. You know where Bobby Heenan purposely will fuck up somebody's name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> call him something stupid. Marty Confetti. Yeah. <laughs> Marty Confetti and the snot-nosed kid. <laughs> <laughs> So he's he's continuing the legacy. He does that that bit. He's making fun of everybody. What did Vince call Johnny? Because he he came back with his own. That's what I was gonna say. This is my favorite part. Is like he, Johnny Polo thinks he outsmarted everybody. And Vince fired back, and he's like, "Thanks, Johnny Hobo." And then yeah. he, he signs <laughs> off, and he can't say anything. And then Jock's like, "Hey, don't call him that." <laughs> it's, like, it's like you realize what he did. Uh, then you get Johnny Polo versus Marty Confetti. I think mm-hmm. I'm just going to start calling him that now. Mari Confetti. <laughs> Pretty fitting. <laughs> and, like, I don't know about you guys, but when this match started, I was like, I don't – I think he's he's going to do a few moves and get his ass kicked, and that's not what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was shocked by how the match was playing out, actually. And then I didn't – I spent the rest of my time watching it rather than, like, writing notes. <laughs> Because it ended up getting past the point where it was a squash. And instead, I was just like fascinated by what was going on. The prelude so, like, of Raven. Kind of like, remember, we saw him as Johnny Flamingo in uh, uh, WCW, WCW earlier this year, where he was just a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's something else is going on here. Uh, I was like, I was fat, I was studying Scott Levy's actions in the ring rather than writing notes about it. And this mm. is why. Because Scott Levy, as Johnny Polo, is fully immersed in this gimmick. And this is the thing. We all know he already knows how to work. But he's working like a guy that may not know how to fully work. Mm-hmm. And if you can, if you pay really close attention to it, that's what he's doing. <laughs> it's, I was just like, he's doing this shit where... It's remember we were talking about Kamala's gimmick is he doesn't know how to work, uh-huh. and it's it's perfect for him. It's it's kind of like that, but this is like a guy who are it's it's I don't know something about that just blew my mind. Like this dude is such a good worker, he's, he's selling the fact that he doesn't know how to fully work. Mm. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't write anything about how the match went because I was just I was just like this is crazy. Like this like wow, this is just a great performance. Um. The finish was Pierre helps Polo win when he stacks Janae up and he grabs Polo's arms through the ropes. I actually for, popped for that. Yeah. It was a good, was good like, little heel finish. Good heel finish. Um, I I do like that Marty Confetti um, complained <laughs> to the referee and like threw out, uh, was it Jock? Is that the guy? Pierre. Or Pierre. Jesus yeah, Christ. it was Pierre because he can only speak French, so... Jacques was at the table still. Uh, yeah, did you guys have any other thoughts about that match? Because like, I, I didn't, I couldn't do play by play. I was too busy like just studying this. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, 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 agree. I, I did see what you were talking about. I probably didn't fancy it too much because I was like, I hate Marty Jannetty so much. I don't know why. <laughs> why you don't believe that story about him murdering that guy in that bowling alley or some shit? 
Well, yeah, no. That guy tried to fuck him. He, he killed him. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because of that, but it, it it it's just like he 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 had an opportunity to wrestle, and he just like the drugs and alcohol, like uh, he abused it way too much, and probably because they chose Sean over him, and maybe that fucked with his head a lot. Uh, but I, think I just he was fucking his own head. Yeah, yeah I, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was fucking himself even before then because, I mean, depending on what stories you believe about what happened at the time, you know, and I would believe it because it still seems like Vince has faith in Marty. He keeps putting him on television, even though the guys kept fucking up. They had plans to put Janetti over just as much as as Sean. Like they mm-hmm. were. I think the goal was he was going to push Janetti and and try to catapult both of them into a situation where they would have a feud kind of like he did Sean and Brett. That's mm-hmm. crazy to think about that. Janetti could have been in that type of spotlight, but he fucked it up for himself with his, with all the drugs. It, w- it would have been funny if like Marty Janetti was in the position where he screwed fucking Bret Hart <laughs> at SummerSlam in, Can- in Canada. I'm trying to imagine that. And I just don't think it would even work even if he, he was clean. Cause I think Marty's got a ceiling because he can't really do a promo that good. Cause yeah. you know, at first Brett couldn't really do great promo either, but as you can see, clearly he, he's developing fast. Uh, who'd you guys score this one? I gave this a solid 6.2 out of 10. I was, uh, satisfied with it. I was happy with it. Um, a little, a little more biased because of my hatred for Marty, but uh, <laughs> no, but I went was, the it, other way. Uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead, finish what you're saying. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say like that's my thing. Six point two out of ten. Uh, I can take or leave Janetti. I think he's a fine worker, and and like you said, his weaker stuff. If we're looking just like his character work, it's just he's not a good promo. They, they limit that. They don't really have him talk much, but. He's good in ring. I think he, he sells well to make guys look good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I caught the subtleties of Johnny Polo is this little shit bag that's not supposed to know how to wrestle. So you have a guy that knows, but it has to make it look like he doesn't. And he does a good job of that. And he also still is being the asshole that he's supposed to be. I'm, I'm a bit of a, a mark for, for Raven and all of his, all of his things. So um, I actually uh, was a little higher on it. I gave it a 6.7. Oh, I gave it a six point three. Okay. I liked it though. I, it, was, it was it was fun. It just Wait, it did what it did. You fucking yeah. swerved me, bro. Like you said, you went the other way, and I'm like, and then you started saying positive things. I'm like, wait, he's going the other way. What is going on here? Oh, I see. Oh, what well, you said earlier, you you hate Jenny. I mean, I like I like Raven. That's what I was meant by other oh, okay. way. Yeah, you I don't hate, really hate one guy. I, like I don't really other. hate Marty either. I think he's a good worker. It's just like I said, he's got a ceiling. Uh, yeah, and I think they should limit him being on TV a lot. Like, I'm I'm not thinking about all the shit that happens with him later. I'm just thinking straight what's happening on the show that we're watching. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of a bigger problem, which they I think they end up eventually fixing because right otherwise Raw would have been canceled and it would have caused other problems. But they they tend to lean on the same cycle of guys to be on the show but then promoting all of the really big events and promoting those guys. And they don't, they don't always highlight them. Right. We've talked about that. Like how many times has Taker been on raw? How many times has Brett been on raw? And again, more recently, Brett's been on more, which is good, but uh, 
I, I'm agreeing with you, basically. Like, Marty's on there and working a lot, but, man, it'd be better if you got the guys that are, you know, filling up the card for your, your pay-per-views on Raw, right? Yep. Well, I will say it's starting to open up a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're getting more Lex, we're getting more Razor, we're getting more, um, as sad as, as I'm much, you know, saying it, but more Doink, and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Brett and all them stuff, and Owen, so... I, I'm. It's it, when we started fucking WWF Monday Night Raw. We, me and Zach were just like, "This fucking blows." <laughs> Hit me in the head. Where are the fucking stars? That's what I yeah. was. Saying. Yeah. Damn. No, you're right. It's it. Uh, it has gotten better, even from when I've joined. Like the last two months, they've had more people on there. Like we were saying that before, it's it wasn't that way. So it is getting better. These are the growing pains, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next we got Doink with Dink versus. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> Missing the best part. We get the WWF unbelievable ad with Yokozuna as fucking Santa Claus in New York City kissing children. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they, did, they did that last. They did that last week. I forgot. You probably didn't watch those. I love that commercial. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Like it was like what the. F- What's going on? And then you're like, is this like real? Is this like something they did? Because you know, sometimes they would do stuff like that. You know, they would do like some kind of weird charity function or so- show somebody doing something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why would they do that with Yokozuna? And then he like looks at the camera and he's like laughing and it's like it's slow mowing and it's, it feels weird. Like you feel like this weird like like tension or some shit. Like what the? Am I going to get jump scared? What the fuck's about to happen? He wakes <laughs> up. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just really amusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad you liked it too. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Doink with Dink versus Spike Gray though, and I'm like, I, fuck, I fucking hate this dude. Like, I, oh goddamn this 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 match, and this is feeding off of WCW pay per view where the ref is just not li- uh or at watching the match and not doing anything. Dink interfered in this match. It should have been a DQ. Why is the ref counting the three? Because he's a little little guy. He's like a little little midget. <laughs> it's only a little interference. Whoa! <laughs> it's just it's just like what Jesse was saying. Well, because Missy Hyatt interfered that causes the qualification. I mean, like she's what one hundred and twenty pounds. <laughs> what can she Maybe. do? Yeah. No, those things on her chest. She's definitely one hundred twenty pounds. <laughs> I was actually thinking of that. I was like, well, it's twenty pounds on her chest. <laughs> But uh, and then there's a hundred pounds. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, the the new Doink has appeared now, and he's sucks. He's not like Matt Bourne. He stink mm-hmm. ass. And he's fucking lame, and and shit. And he can't move as good as Matt Bourne either. So, uh, Spike Gray is a great name, though. It, it, but, he looked like a fucking retarded fucking Andre the Giant that was hairy. He looked like a dude from the seventies. Like he time traveled. <laughs> like he time traveled from some fucking territory, like out in the Midwest or some shit. And now he's here. <laughs> just, but, Dink, yeah, Dink's just being an annoying little shit, and I can't wait to see him die. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna like pump that match up in terms of points when that happens. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure Bam Bam Bigelow gets a hold of him and fucking kills him, and I'm gonna love it. He eats him, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I hope that's not like some Mandela effect thing I just imagined. But Bam like, Bam um, eats Dink. You better make the AI now. The AI? I'm going to 
I'm going to try to do that now. I'm gonna, I got homework. <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow eats dink. And have have Gorilla Monsoon and fucking Bobby Heenan AI it'll be, commentate it. It'll be like that painting, Saturn Eats His Children. It's going to be like Bam Bam's eating like dink. It's, it's like what it's going to be. I did a smart guy joke there. Uh, yeah, ooh, big brain. Art. Uh, but uh, they do shenanigans and shit, and then Spike Gray is overtaken by rage from this little shit. He tries to attack Dink, but he fails, and then Doink German suplexes him with sloppy bridge for three. And squash. And I'm like, thank God it wasn't going to be like a ten minute fucking match because I don't. I was about to form a Doink rule. <laughs> yeah, stink the stink with Dink, stinky squash. Stink squash. <laughs> then we got Todd Petting Zoo gives us a Royal Rumble report. And, and petting, what was that? Did you, did you, did you have a fit? That was a petting <laughs> that shiver. Was a, that was a petting. <laughs> Look, I said Tom Pegg's and he's like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Dubs is on it. I got a petting zoo shiver. Yeah. <laughs> you know he wears that one earring with the, the, the little diamond stud? Like what? Is he, is he trying to tell us something? Like what is up with that? I don't know. <laughs> he looks stupid. Anyway. <laughs> Pegzu's really pouring on the fucking groaners in this in this promo. He's telling like all his dad jokes. And it's like it's fucking terrible. They're not even mm-hmm. good dad jokes. Uh, and he goes over all the entrance we already know about, and then he's talking about the Lex Luger poll if he should be able to enter the Rumble. But the big surprise here is that they tell us the Quebecers are going to have a match with Brett and Owen at the Royal Rumble. Oh, we're getting that controversial fucking Rumble soon, right? Yeah. And they meant they have mended the fences over the holidays. I'm like, well, that's nice. Sure, they did. Sure. And we get a pro- we get a promo with the two of them, and they're like, Brett's got his, his arm on Owen, and then, you know, and they give a solid, fired up babyface team promo, and you believe him. And that was it. For, I believe him for a minute. I believed it. Yeah, especially yeah, I, when Owen started fucking speaking, he was like into it. It's because he's a he's a jokester. He, well, he, it, he's the ultimate river. This is well, all an elaborate rib. Or he's he he's a, a gold digger, and he wants that gold. So he's digging for gold, brother. This is his first uh, title opportunity. They said too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure nothing the, will happen in that match. Oh no! <laughs> this is my favorite thing, though. Is after that's over, they go to the commentary desk, and Jacques just predicts. That their partnership will crumble because they'll start trying to one up each other during the match, and they'll have another fight, and they'll retain. And I'm like, "Are you clairvoyant? Is like, did you <laughs> just like? Do you know the finish for this match already?" <laughs> no, what happened? Talk, we talked about it in the back. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that the fucking uh, Jock. I always mess up Jock, right? Jock. Yeah, Jock was in catering, talking to Bret Hart, and Bret Hart's like, "You want to know something, brother? I'm gonna, <laughs> we're gonna one up each other, and uh, we're gonna lose the match." And he's like, I- "I'm gonna say this in commentating table with Vince." Okay, you can say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a promo for the Smoking Guns versus Bam Bam Booger. Oh, no. Bam, bam, Bigelow, Bastion Booger, and they're demon. And I'm like, oh, no. And then they try to do this thing where it's like, beauty versus the beasts. And I'm like, 
And it shows like it shows Bastion Booger doing his finisher, his sweaty gooch Ugh. smothering finisher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the taint uh, breaker. The taint breaker. <laughs> God. King Taint. Man, if they'd only known what they had. They could have repackaged him, he could have fucking been champion. Jesus. Oh, so we got that to look forward to for next No we don't, because we're not watching Rawls. Oh, that's true, yeah. Oh, oh shit, yeah. I mean, not yet. I'm still. I've got to do some research to try to find the notable ones. But yeah, uh, you get Majin Crush with Mister Fuji versus <laughs> yeah, Majin Mike Moraldo. He's he's Majin Crush now because of you. That's just what he is. And then uh, I was like, oh, Majin Crush got his Mortal Kombat music. Did you hear it? I did. I was like, yes, he got it. He got his Mortal Kombat theme. <laughs> and he's still doing martial arts and poses. He's like oh, big God. fist. He's like. Oh. Like the, the poses are getting out there, especially the one at the for the finish. Yeah, like whenever he pins him. Yeah, the the poses are getting out there. His face paint's gotten a little more wild. He's he's starting to get a little. He 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 looks kind of like demolition ish. When is he going to turn into Reiko from Mortal Kombat? That's what I want to know. <laughs> he's got half of it. He's got half. Is it's happening? Yeah, is this, is this going to be like that theory that Reiko is, was Shao Kahn before he turned into Shao Kahn? Is that what it was me all along? It was it's some deep Mortal Kombat lore for, yeah. for UMK fans. But uh, there's not much to say about this. I was starting to zone out because it was like the typical Majin Crush shit until he did that thing where he shot him off and did the brain claw. Like he caught him in the brain claw thing and slammed him into the mat. And then he starts squeezing like he actually was like trying to I crush like his dude's skull. I'm like, well, that was actually good. Mm-hmm. And it, that was the finish. And then it was it was like when the bell rang, he did this thing where he was like gonna like I, I don't know, like throat fucking with his his head. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he was gonna execute him or some shit. And then he, he had the fucking hand and he was looking at Fuji like, should I do it? It's like the fucking uh shit they did in Cobra Kai. Yeah, and then Mr. <laughs> Fuji's like no, Majin Kassan. No, no, no. Oh, no you're talking about karate. Well, I know Cobra Kai is karate kid, but like in the movie when Miyagi and uh, uh, the Cobra Kai uh, sensei, like he's like, <gasps> yeah, honk, man. Honk, honk. yeah, <laughs> he's gonna get him. Yeah, it's what it looked like. It's just very overdone. Uh, <laughs> fucking you know Majin what? Crush. They, they they probably stole it from the movie. Like, come to think of it now, because like Maybe. I. I can see Crush being like, how am I going to appropriate myself with Japanese culture? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to watch Karate Kid. <laughs> like, do you know anything about Karate Crush? And he's like, well, brother, I watched Karate Kid. <laughs> that or Razor was backstage. He's like, hey, man, you ever see the Karate Kid? That, that's his thing when he gets, comes All up with that. a gimmick. He comes up with something from a movie and he tells you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's true, but then then what happened is he told him that, and then Crush was like, yeah, I went to this thing called Cirque du Soleil, and they painted each other's face. I think that'd be badass, brother. And that's that's how we got the fucking weird-ass paint mixed with all this. It, it's a weird... I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I like it, but I don't, but... I, I like it maybe better I than what, what he was doing. Exactly, and I think yeah. I like it more than I should, but it's so fucking 90s. <laughs> it's kind of hard not to at least like enjoy in some weird way. So, 
at least some really hard '90s vibes from from this. I can see Cornette yeah. being like going to Blockbuster and like renting a lot of movies that had like karate in it, so it has like a bunch of Van Damme and fucking Steven Seagal, and then there's the Karate Kid in out of the bunch. Crunch <laughs> is like, I like Karate Kid, brother. <laughs> they watched that movie with uh that that one kid and Chuck Norris where they're like breaking center blocks and shit. It's like the like the off brand version of of Karate <laughs> yeah. Kid, but they never actually fight each other. They just break center blocks. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what yeah. this movie's fucking called. But <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Do you see that footage where he's working with with Kane before his his debut, and he's he's telling Jim Cornette that is he's telling Kane like what to do, like the psychology of being Kane. And he, hmm. he's explained to him like you're like you saw Halloween movies, right? How Michael Myers will sit up. That's literally what he's saying. And he like demonstrates to him. He lays down on the ground and does the the sit up, but like he's like like the Undertaker does. But you do it like this when you sit up, you turn your head because that's what Michael Myers would do. And it just, it's it's pretty cool. There's like you can find it on YouTube. Side note. I still love that SummerSlam match with fucking Undertaker and Brock Lesnar where they both stand up and then like <laughs> Brock Lesnar laughs and goes <laughs> and then Undertaker goes Speaking of Undertaker, we're back at the Undertaker's workshop with Paul Bear and the man himself there. I gotta Paul- I, I gotta mention this. Undertaker brother, um you need to make the casket bigger. Just so you know. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think four by tens, like the, the, the or seven. Yeah, four by seven. The seven's probably good enough, but I think the four needs to be like five. <laughs> but Paul's like, you know, the Undertaker's making a list and checking it twice and all that shit, you know? Mr. Fauci, you've been really Oh yeah! Why are we in the church basement? Oh! The Undertaker says, you will soon be gift wrapped as well." And he like lays a board down, and he's like, he looks at the camera, like looks up at him through his hair, and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh!" (laughs) And I'm like, that was like. I feel like I should have laughed, but it was also weirdly kind of menacing. I never expected The Undertaker to say, ho, ho, ho. I just love the set, because it's like a church basement that was like not fully finished. Uh, there's like a wood and stuff, and there's like a piece of paper like nailed to the wood, and it's the casket and stuff that he's trying to build. <laughs> then yeah, goes, it's Yoko's casket. It's what it says. It's it's clearly cold because he's like you can see his breath and stuff where he's talking, and he says the hose. Uh, I, I know this isn't one of the humanitarian promos, but I almost want to count it because he he managed to get Christmas the ho 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 over. He got the Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And what's it, it more almost, humanitarian than Christmas? Exactly. You know what? We're going to count it. That'll be in the running. Sweet. And then, speaking of PSAs and humanitarian shit, Bret Hart gives us a PSA about how people are going to be celebrating and partying this holiday season, but don't make this this deadly mistake. Don't drink and drive. And I'm like, see how hard was that? If you're wanting to do PSAs, pick Bret Hart or somebody else to tell you. Not the the damn the undead lich. (laughs) 
The avatar, the avatar of death. The fucking avatar of death to tell you not to drink and drive. Some shit. It's just weird. It's just really weird. The avatar of death is better suited for Christmas puns. Yeah. Imagine, for some reason. Imagine if they chose like Bret Hart to like push a death pen- penalty bill. <laughs> on air. You know, when people do the wrong thing, they need to be p- punished to the maximum ability of the law. <laughs> As the excellence of execution, I know who shall be executed. <laughs> because criminals are the worst. <laughs> oh my god. That's what, that's what he. The that's worst there they, is, the worst there worst, was. Worst. <laughs> the worst there ever will be. That's when Big Boss Man gets drafted into the Heart Foundation. <laughs> 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 they fucking execute nails on live television. <laughs> yes. Fucking uh, anyway, he's terrible. Yeah. Uh, then we get highlights of the finals of the women's uh, championship tournament with Lunder Braze, Braze, Lunder Blaze, and Heidi Lee Morgan. Man, and, they were so 90s. I'll tell you that uh, with their get up. But man, Lunder Blaze has a sick fucking uh, snap suplex. Did you see that shit? She could work back then. See, that's that's what was. You could argue that was like the next step for like uh, women's wrestling was was Medusa, Alundra Blaze, and, and some of the, some of the other girls from Japan that were doing shit back then. And then it went it stepped backwards because then we had puppies. Yeah, we went yeah, to then, Divas. Well, yeah. that's because. Uh, that's because of what she did when she went to WCW and dropped the fucking the belt in the trash can. Mm-hmm. And then Vince was like, fuck it. I'm not going to fuck with it ever again then. <laughs> Until he decided yeah. to again later. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the little highlights they showed was just Alundra Blaze hitting her, her big moves, which was good. Uh, and she got a good reaction for her victory, which I was surprised because I thought, you know, people would still be like, this is a bathroom break. So, but no. <laughs> this is one of my favorite parts of the show. <laughs> God damn it, I can't wait. I've been waiting all night. <laughs> and we can't have been yet hyping up Quang. Quang! <laughs> Whoa! Is that Rikishi? No. Uh, I'm going to give you three guesses to who this is. Oh, man. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, I think I. Is this Al Snow? No. Oh, shit. He he played a different guy that was like weird masked Japanese. Okay. Bullshit. Can I get a hint? Is it a Samoan? It is not a Samoan. Oh Jesus Christ. I don't know. Uh Quang. Don't no no Google. I'm not Googling. Mm. Okay, hold on. Just give me this. Was it someone already on the roster and they just repackaged them? No, this is uh, he's debuting. It's a completely new debut. Okay. Yeah. I got a question. Another hint. I'm sorry because we have a big roster and and so many generations. Uh, Does he become somebody notable after this gimmick? He becomes more notable. He 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 ends up in a better gimmick, but he's he stays very mid card. Oh my god. Let's just start naming people. Does he? Oh yeah. Does he use any championship, or does he win any championships later? I don't think so. Like off the top of my head, I don't. I don't actually know. I don't think so though. And he's always been a big guy. No. No. 
No, uh, mid, mid card. Like that that dude was never like a star. Oh, no, no, no. Any... I mean, he was a fat guy. Like, fat guy. guy. He's, fat always, guy. he's always been fat. No, it's that costume that makes him look fat. Jesus. That's why I went with Al Snow. But Al Snow has a different weird gimmick that's like this. Uh, wait. Is this uh is this uh Conan? No. No, no. Conan fuck. was Max Conan was Max Moon. Max Moon, that's it. See, I'm thinking these weird bullshit names they have and they put them in weird costumes. Uh <laughs> fuck. Mario? Oh, this is gonna get me. We got dubs. What's your second guess? I, I Mongo? What? no, Mongo never wrestled in WWF. He was uh, only WCW. Also, he's super white. This guy is clearly has some, some pigment in his skin. Um, was he ever in a in a tag team that that got over? They were kind of makeshift tag teams, but they were like baby face tag teams. It's weird. Fuck. Jesus Christ, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you got to think mid late nineties WWF. Real hard. Was he ever in any big factions? Like just a member, a random member of a faction? He was a member, uh, random member of a faction, but it wasn't a big one. But it was at a time when they had a lot of factions. Damn it. I almost wanted to ask if it was one of the headbangers. But. (laughs) What do you think, Dubs? I don't know. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna, with Mosh of what the Headbangers. That's a guess. That's I'm all gonna, I guess. No, but, Mosh. Right. tell me if I'm close. Okay. Papa Shango. No, it's not him. Okay. He's notable. He becomes Kama. That's his next gimmick. Kama Mufasa. Does he have a WrestleMania match? I want to say I think, but it's you know again just a mid card thing. I've given you my three. We'll be up all night if I'm trying to guess who Coing is. I got one more, and I'm. <laughs> it's the only other because I'm I'm ruling out all the Samoans, and you already just said that there's no Samoans. <laughs> God damn! Uh, it, it, uh... I'm only gonna think because he faced Austin, right, Savio Vega. Oh, you got it! Yeah. Oh shit, you got it. Okay, good. That's what I was about to say. Is like, man, if I would have gotten, if we'd have gotten the clue about Austin, I think I would have been like Vega. Shit, dude, I canceled out so much non-white people, <laughs> like, because I was like, that's that's not Mark Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Henry, oh man. Yeah. But, yeah, Savio Vega, because I was like. Who the fuck is this guy? Because I kept thinking about Quang, and I'm like, um, like I know it's I know it's somebody, and I couldn't remember. And I looked it up, and was like, oh, Savio. I didn't know Savio was Quang. And it makes sense so random. He's, he's always been in that colors, by the way. You notice that? Yeah, the red, black shit, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, the, the outfit makes him look fat. He's yeah. Savio Vega's got like a little bit of a belly, but he's not really fat. Uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Quang is also in a video game. Did you know that? Is he? Yeah. He's Which in one? the 32X version of WWF Raw. He was an exclusive character. Oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite, but he does a martial arts demonstration. He gives a, he shows us his katas 
And I'm like, God damn, this is another Mortal Kombat character here. Vince is like pushing all these East Asian fucking ninjas and assassins and shit now. Mm-hmm. He's in that phase. Uh, we get Razor Ramon versus Derek Domino. And I'm like, Derek Domino sounds like the name of a guy who works part-time as a wrestler and then part-time as mafia muscle. Dude, Jack came up with the funniest joke I ever fucking heard in my life. When he said Domino's is going to, uh, you know, be less than 30 minutes. He's going to deliver Razor Ramon in 30 minutes or less. And then Vince is like, I don't know about that, but he's probably going to go to Pizza Hut after this, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's getting the, the fucking pizza buzz with the fucking Little Caesars. And then, yeah, Vince was like rolling with that. They just kept going. I was like, why? And I keep talking about pizza. Uh, and then uh, he also said something's Quang. Yeah. Quang is like, no. We're like, Quang. Quang. <laughs> yeah, Quang. No, Quang. Oh, well, shit. He seems to do kind of decent at first. He's like hitting some chops and shit, and but then Razor's like, "Fuck this!" And then he throws him in the corner, and he throws some chops, and then he's like going to do a fallaway slam, but then he goes up to the top rope and he does the super sack shit slam. And I thought he was just going to pin him after that, but he didn't. <laughs> uh, I think that's the first time I've seen him do that so far. I, I've never, I don't recall ever seeing him do it on from the top rope or the middle rope. Uh, he does a he does all of his other signature moves when he's beating up jobbers. He does the abdominal stretch, the fucking. They, they call it. It's not an abdominal. It's a domino stretch. Domino stretch. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does the. He puts his hammer away. Ham and egger away with the razor's edge for three. He's a squash chico. Yep, it's squash. What a yeah. squash. Oh, by the way, Al Snow, the Al Snow Ninja gimmick, he was called Shinobi. Yeah, Shinobi. They weren't even trying to hide it. White guy plays a Japanese ninja. (laughs) He's a Gaijin Shinobi. Uh, That was the end of the show, though. There wasn't really anything after this. Uh, I don't really care much for the commentary configuration this time. Uh... We're getting somebody new, right, next week? Maybe. Said, they keep doing this whole thing where they're just doing like a buffet of random people. Yeah, until Vince figures out who the fuck he wants to sit with him. Uh, which I think is going to become king very soon. Uh, it was amusing, though, to hear Vince out smart and out joke Jacques on commentary. That was like the only thing about it that I liked. I take Jacques over uh, the, the comedian when we first but Rob started. Bartlett? Oh, yeah. yeah. I would take him too. He's not mm. nearly as insufferable. Uh, interesting development with the Brett and Owen thing. Uh, yes. I like the, the workshop segment with Taker. The Johnny Polo performance was just really interesting mm. from like a, a psychological standpoint in wrestling. Other than that, it was an eh show to me. What do you think? I, I, the promos kind of saved it a little bit. Dude, the Quang, fucking, <laughs> I almost pissed my pants. Quang, um, the Quang, the whole presentation had me rolling, especially when they like unveil it with like swords and goes, whoosh, Quang. And then he, he does his katas and then it goes, Quang, again. <laughs> doesn't, Mr., doesn't Mr. Fuji uh, uh, manage him? 
Well, he has to. He's some kind of Asian. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's Asiatic, as they Asiatic. say. <laughs> he, he manages the Asiatic talent, the Oriental talent. Isn't oh Samuel Vega fucking Puerto Rican? Yeah. Puerto Rican is fucking playing a Japanese ninja. And they got Samoa being a fucking sumo wrestler from Japan. Yeah, but that's like, that's like more believable, though. Like, it's in the same area, islands and shit. Yeah, he's, like, he's Pacific Islander. Savio Vega's on the wrong fucking side of the he's world. He's a fucking Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, fuck. But I, it, it was an okay. Um, it wasn't amazing. I, there's been a lot of other Raws that, like, knocked us out of the park. So if I had to rate this... It would probably be a 5.7 out of 10. I'll give it a 5.8. Oh, oh shit. Really? That close? I'm 5.9. I was like, I can't just say it's a 6, but I'm like right there. But I had fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was just, yeah. It, maybe it was, I, I could have used one more actual match, probably. Mm-hmm. That's how every Raw has been for a while, right? Yeah. But we're getting out of this. We're, we're, we're done. We're done with 1993. It's over. We did it. Before, because remember, we have the award show that we're going to do for the whole year in 1993. But before that, we have WrestleMania coming up, which is is April 1st. I hope they do something where they fucking fool the crowd, by the way, where we get an April Fool's joke from uh, uh, on WrestleMania. That'd be funny. You have night one is going to be April 1st and night two is going to be April 2nd. Obviously, we're going to cover it after WrestleMania during that week of Thursday, which is April 6th. And then if we want to, maybe we could do a back to back. Maybe we could do not during April 6th, but the following week, we could do an award show. Yeah, maybe. Or we could do it the next week. Depends. (laughs) Depends. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll workshop it. Yes. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it just yeah needs to be uh, TBD just because depending on how both nights of WrestleMania go, it might just be one of those things where we want to talk about it a little bit, and then we can just do the awards show. Yeah. We may not want to cover beat for beat on, on the show. It just depends. Um, but before we sign out, just a quick thing to talk about. It's not a lot to talk about, but uh, Mr. Uh, CM Punk tried to do what CM Punk does and talk shit, but decided to delete it, which was surprising to me, by the way. Yeah, that he would do that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'll, on Instagram, he wrote, Sigh, like, <sighs> Sigh, I wasn't clear to come back to wrestle yet, then planned was to wrestle at the pay-per-view, I sat and listened to Moxley's Rocky 3 idea. I explained how I'd never seen the Rocky movies. Fuck you, punk. Um, and I, I, and thought, what the fuck? I he, and he made thought, a typo there. Yeah. I and thought the idea sucked, but if the boss wanted to do it, whatever. He said he would, uh, wouldn't would lose to me. I've never experienced someone refusing to lose to me. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, I just laughed. I asked Tony if this was what he wanted. He said, yes, he's the boss. So I said, okay, that I needed to be cleared first. They kept saying it could just be a squash, so I didn't need to be cleared. I scoffed at that. My health is more important 
Dave Melcher is a liar. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Jericho is a liar and a and stooge. stooge. <laughs> and there was plans, but plans always change. But I'll never put a company above my health ever again. So CM Punk doing what CM Punk does and always does this when he's like in hot water with a company. He'll say a bunch of shit like I was not healthy and things were done wrong and, you know, I wasn't being pushed and shit. And they were going to make me look stupid with a squash. And, you know, this loser insert wrestler here. But it's kind of weird that he deleted it. I wonder if, like, someone got in his ear, whether it be his wife or maybe an agent. I don't know if agents, uh, he has an agent that works for him um, for contract-wise. Probably said, hey, stupid. (laughs) Like, do you want money? Don't say this shit. What's your guys' opinions? I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. I don't really think it's a work because it's too fucking inside baseball mm-hmm. for that. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a work. Yeah, Punk's just been shooting at the hip, and it, it's just dumb with the whole. Like, it'd be dumb to like make it a work if it were uh, the whole. My health's too important, and like he's just—he's not doing it for the the sake of making things look good. Like he's just shitting on everybody that he's involved with. So, yeah. It. What's funny too is like there's actually any any truth at all to him actually wanting to come back. Like he's just burning his chances to to make that happen. Uh, so um, I know right before this there was something that he had uh, shared um, with. Uh, Dax Harwood on social media. It was about um, in the old territories how people would literally get into fights and Jerry Lawler would would break it up and tell them to settle it and make them shake hands and after in the next day everybody's on on board and they they'd move on and he's like oh it's interesting how people could just put a fight behind them and go on and that was like the, the whole quote or something and that was yeah. it and then. I heard something about a report, a vague report that Melter had said that Punk was wanting to return and come back to AEW. But I mean, then this happened, so it's like, well, he did call him a liar too, Dave. Yeah, that's what but... I wondered is if that's maybe that's why he called him a liar. I don't know. But then like the Melters also just said a bunch of shit throughout this, so I don't know how much of that's just what he's referring to. But Melter had a re- response in regards to what Punk was referencing, I guess, and he said. Do you know why they didn't advertise Punk versus Moxley longer and why it had a short build? Because Punk agreed to it, then AEW got a legal letter saying he wasn't down with it and wasn't doing it. And if they didn't know, and they didn't know if he would come until Tony put his foot down, there are a lot of nice things I can say about him. And you could absolutely argue his position on Moxley was correct, but you can't argue he willingly did what he was asked in that scenario. So, yeah. So, like, I'm trying to think because Rocky Three is with Mr. T. And the only thing yeah. I could, uh, the only thing I could think of is Rocky loses to Mr. T in the beginning of the movie, and I wonder if that was the thing that he was gonna squash uh, CM Punk, and then Punk would come back and get the big victory. And that's well, that's what he did. They did. They basically did the Rocky Three or their own version of it. Remember whenever he had that random match on television, oh, yeah, and right. he had, the, he had the weird. He had like the re injury, and they're like, "What?" And he squashes him, and everybody's like, "What?" And then yeah. he, he comes back 
too mm. quickly, and then they have the match, and then he beats him, and then he burned the whole fucking company down <laughs> and yeah. that, in the fucking muffin promo. Uh, yeah, so... So yeah, that's I get what they were trying to go with. The Rocky th- three thing is great. It's funny how Punk loses like uh, he loses so much credibility with me with the line I've never watched the Rocky movies. Like how how are you in the wrestling business and you've never watched the Rocky movies? Half of the fucking stories and shit people come up with over the years have been based off the Rocky series. Mm-hmm. And he's always been like a. <laughs> He's always been like this nerdy. Like I'm, I know boxing's not nerdy, but usually, I, like a nerd would know Rocky and and everything. And it's Sylvester Stallone too. So like he's like all nerdy and a movie connoisseur and all that stuff. And you haven't watched at least one Rocky movie. Uh, like I, I'm not like I understand some people don't watch it because they're constantly on the road. But then again, you're constantly on the road. You're not watching fucking movies. <laughs> he also grew up. He was what. Uh... He's probably, let's see, 10 or 12 or something in, like, the, like, right at the turn of that decade, late 80s, early 90s. So like, how in the world did he not watch that as a kid? Yeah. And, like, yeah. Rocky Four, I must break you and all that stuff. I think he was in more into horror movies, actually. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I, I was, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, as a judgment, it more of just, like, I'm just kind of surprised, but. But, yeah, it, it just makes it a whole thing of, like, man, it, within wrestling, too, it just makes more sense that you would know what that is. But um, he, just, he just showed that he has more in common with Vince than he was ever willing to admit. <laughs> That's why they would – no, you're definitely right. He's a headstrong, stubborn asshole who thinks he's right about everything. Vince, think- have you ever seen Rocky? What's that, pal? <laughs> I'm a genius. I don't need to watch Rocky. I don't need to watch Rocky. Fuck it. Like, half the ideas that have been pitched to you were based loosely off of whenever that person watched Rocky as they were a kid. You don't even know, like, it doesn't even realize, like, all, like, those great baby face runs are based off of Rocky. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> he literally had Mr. T in WrestleMania 1. Why do you think that Mr. T was so popular? Aside from the other things, but... I wonder, uh, if, I wonder if Cocaine Tony was like, dude, I'm trying to fucking bring you back. Can you not, like, talk shit, please? Oh, like, he's one to do that. He's fucking talking to people online like Tony Khan is. He's, like, fucking picking on people. Nobody has these real opinions anyway. Yeah, now, I haven't watched Dynamite yet um, from last night. So, the only thing that I have seen is, apparently, uh, someone got beat up. I don't know the whole thing. I just know the, the picture they showed. And they had the AEW bus out there, and they put a bunch of shit, like tables and, and boards and shit, in front of one of the faces. It's Punk's face. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. Covered that up. And then uh, I just saw a few highlights of some of the stuff that uh, Ijo del uh, uh, Elvin Kigo did. Oh, or oh. the that dream match. Insane. Well, I know that's a whole troll thing or whatever, and that's <laughs> turning away more than it is, but that guy is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. You got, you got. I mean, again, I know you guys aren't into like the spot monkey stuff, but just surely, just from like the athleticism part of him being able to do it, you should go and see some of the highlights of some of the moves. He's like doing like crescent flips and fucking four fifties and six thirties off of the fucking ropes. Damn. I didn't know people could do that shit. It looks crazy. It's some ricochet level shit. Like he's he's doing weird, crazy flippy dips, and he also looks like a uh, what's the the dude from uh, Avatar. Uh, the last Airbender, Sokka, is that his name? 
I don't know. I don't, I don't watch Avatar. What's that? What? Yeah, it's some weird j- jippy fucking uh, dream fucking match anime <laughs> elemental shit. I don't. I, I'm Naruto. Like, yeah, it's like Naruto, but with uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it and compare it to Naruto. It's like Naruto, but worse, but better. Less karate, more elemental power shit. Yeah, there you go. It's it's like Harry Potter and Naruto had a baby. I was yeah. doing, no I was ninjas. Doing oh, um, <laughs> I, was shit. I was like, I was like Vince and CM Punk. Like I didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. Listen, oh. I I understand. <laughs> I understand from an indie, maybe like uh, in Kenny's world, it's a a dream match for him. But I don't think he should advertise it as a, a dream match. Could have been like, you could have done Kenny Omega doing an open challenge, pretty much. Be like, I I face you know everybody in AEW, and I want to yeah, face someone new. It's like how it's like how the video game industry doesn't understand what a remake is. Sometimes it's like t- Tony Khan didn't understand what a dream match actually is that time. It's like uh, a dream match is something like. Hulk Hogan versus The Rock, or, uh, or, or The Undertaker versus Sting, or something. Not mm-hmm. this guy versus K. Omega. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wrote, <laughs> I, I pissed more, pissed off more AEW fans on Facebook. That's not I, hard to do. Because I wrote who, just like how I did with Valkyrie. <laughs> <laughs> Tony got all butthurt about that. That's, that's what I was talking about. He went on this rampage lol on Twitter. Attacking bots, trying to—he calls them bots. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know who he is. Like, if you would have packaged him and showed storylines where, like, it it is somewhat believable that it is a dream match that Kenny's always wanted to fight. Like, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'm. I mean, I guess it's a dream match. I still don't know who the fuck this guy is, but apparently, Kenny cares about him so much that he wants to face him. I can see they, them booking that and being like, "Okay, brother, <laughs> dream match yeah. it is." Now, yeah, to be can't... fair, they they did try to do that. They showed a little package to kind of say, "Hey, this is who this guy is and why he's coming in," but then they just called it a dream match, and it just it, it's it's like the whole thing of we're signing uh, an an ultimate level Hall of Fame talent, and everyone's like, "Shit, is Brock Lesnar or CM Punk coming to AEW?" And it was Christian Cage, and everyone's like, Goldberg. <laughs> Yeah, oh, fuck Christian Cage. Nobody likes him. Everybody's all pissed. He's not a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's like, oh man, he kind of shit on his parade. Uh, he kind of sucked. That that being said, there is some history with the guy in in Kenny in AAA. But again, Triple like it. It's all about like, do you follow AAA? Not really. Fucking Conan does. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's reason for that. I mean, it's basically. AEW and WWE are the two recognized. So for general public, those are what you're going to have to use. If they've not been in WWE, uh, then it's going to be hard for you to call it anything else. I mean, you can maybe get away with New Japan. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's still like that's a little more on the hardcore side. Like, yeah. So they just got to realize their, their market for that. But Tony's not going to do that because deep down, Tony's still the guy that's like on forums. Like, well, technically, this is it. And he's like going into like some crazy theory or something about all that. Well, I know, Vince, I know Vince McMahon is ordering bots right now and setting it to me telling me about dream much. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about that whole, that whole thing about him, like going nuts on Twitter, attacking people. 
uh, to trying to defend himself. And apparently he, he, he lays time out in his day, in his week to do this. And he admitted to that, uh, is somebody said something to him. Like it was something along the lines of, man, you know, it'd be great if somebody wouldn't spend a waste a bunch of time on the internet and went out and touched grass or something like in response to all this, uh, something like how long, how long does somebody need to spend on the internet to, or whatever. And he was like, he was like questioning, like how long has Tony been on the internet? He didn't realize he was making fun of him. So Tony responded seriously. He's like, I've been on the internet and forums since AOL. Like (laughs) it's like he, the joke went over his head or something. He took it seriously. Hmm. Fuck man. Uh, I'll show you. (laughs) One last thing before we sign off, because uh, the ass boys are facing FTR uh, for the championship. And the stipulation is if, FTR loses, they have to quit AEW. They took so a my, page out of Ric Flair's book. Yeah. So my question to you guys is: Do you think FTR's contract is up and this is their way out, or is this putting the belts on FTR and then getting FTR versus the acclaimed? I I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I do think. I know at least what's reported is they they reported a while ago that their contracts run out in April. So this this is this very well could be where you're tying real life into it. It could be their their actual way out. And they're going to put someone over, and this is a good, good way out, or they could be winning them. So uh, this is a good use of that type of stipulation versus the the time where someone uses it. And it's very obvious that person's not leaving. You know, it'd be great because they're having. Uh, sorry, I know we're going a little late here, um, no, but good. the the uh, forbidden doors happening in June again um, with mm-hmm. New Japan and in Canada. Oh boy! Uh, so well, you know, it'd be really funny is FDR wins the belts and does like a a work where they're not on contract but still have the belts working in New Japan. Oh, it's like CM Punk took the title and ran away. Yeah, but in, in, instead of that, it, it takes a couple months till we get to June, and you have a team like the Acclaimed, who's Team AEW, trying to take the titles back. I think that could work. Maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But anyway, guys, we're going to sign off. The next time you hear from us, we're going to be talking some WrestleMania or maybe uh, the award show. We're still going to workshop that or something. Who knows? Or both combined. Who knows? Workshop. Anyway, bye, guys. Follow us on all the podcasts. We'll see you next week. Quang! Tennis ball, throw it against the wall. 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 Hopes me forget about my cancer.